The following episode of the Max Level Podcast is brought to you by OP Seat. Whether you're a master or grandmaster, you can't go wrong with OP Seat, the official gaming chair of Level Down Games. Featuring the ultimate level of luxury and performance, upgrade your battle station today with OP Seat, the best chairs in the business. You're listening to the Max Level Podcast for April 1st, 2019. On today's show, it's time once again for Thunderdome. The crew goes in depth with Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice, Always Awakening, and Stardew Valley. They also discuss the Sega Genesis Mini and Borderlands 3, both of which were recently announced last week. All this in the usual segments on today's episode of the Max Level Podcast. On with the show. Did you guys happen to see that Bethesda formally confirmed Starfield and Elder Scrolls 6 were not going to be shown at E3 2019 later this year? It's in June, two months away. You didn't know in any capacity. The quote was from Bethesda released at PAX East, quote, please be patient. It's going to be a long time, end quote. Suck it, Frank. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's because those games are so awesome and they're coming out next year uh, that uh, they're just going to skip E3 because E3 sucks. No, no, one, no one's doing E3 this year. Uh, Bethesda actually, Bethesda has a conference at E3 on Sunday night that uh, they've already said they're going to be there. So, yes, but don't know anything cool like this. Question with dreams, Brian. Ubisoft also has confirmed their uh, E3 press conference for Monday at the same time. Uh, I thought for sure they would go at a different time, but because, you know, Sony's not going to be there and uh, couple other you know changes have been made but yeah no ubisoft confirmed same time as well that or they're trolling us and we're gonna see everything from starfield in Roll six Redfall, i doubt maybe. it i i maybe one game but not definitely not two we're not we're not gonna see either one of them i think they i think they're setting expectations the way they want them to be set they're they're letting us know and i think they maybe are admitting they made a mistake in announcing them too soon last year because there's no chance that those games are coming out anytime soon, as, as I said during the actual Bethesda press conference last year. No, no I need I need you to be wrong, Brian. This doesn't happen often, Frank. He needs a win. I need this, please. <laughs> <laughs> They're letting their fans know, or the fan that's left after the Fallout 76 debacle, the fan that's on the show, the only one they have left. They're letting him know that it's going to be a while and to temper your expectations for E3 because we're going to see some stuff. We're going to see Doom. Uh, what is it? Doom Eternal, Doom Immortal, whatever the hell they're going to call that one. Diablo something on smartphones. But they, I don't know if they have much else this year. <laughs> they're going to have that. They're going to have maybe some Fallout 76 expansions. Uh. If we're lucky, fingers crossed, man, maybe we'll see the evil within three, but that might be it. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know. I'm telling you right now, full dude. Of hatred. I'm not full of hatred. I'm full of ex realist, realistic expectations. If history is any indicator, we will not see on the Elder Scrolls for about six years. At least. You both stop and you stop it now. Okay? At least. <laughs> At least. But if you didn't know, this is Max Level, a weekly video game podcast found right here at Level Down Games. For those just joining us, welcome home. We talk about current events in the gaming industry and go in depth with the games we've been playing over the past seven days. Joining us on this episode, he's the reason Bethesda revealed Starfield and Auto Scrolls 6 last year at E3. It's Frank. 
The Dragonborn is here. Let's go! The Dragonborn is somewhere, but he's not on the show. The Dova King? <laughs> he's somewhere, but he's all not on the show. All I think about when people talk about Dragonborn is Oos! That's all I hear, and then immediately I'm just thinking about the Usos. Like, it, it, all he does is say Oos over Dance and over it. again. Day one-ish! <laughs> <laughs> you hear him right now, also on the show over there in the sound booth. He's the reason. Bethesda isn't going to be releasing Starfield in the Elder Scrolls 6 until 2023 and 2027, respectively. It's Sean. That's right, baby. I think it's I think it'll be 2027 when we see Elder Scrolls 6, actually. I'm, that's my I expectations. Be, I think I'm going to have, have a stop. kid in high school by the time it comes out. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I realistically feel Starfield will be 2023 and Elder Scrolls 6 will be 2027. That's just my expectations. I think they're going to be, I think Starfield is four years away and there'll be another four year gap between the two. I do. Let me tell you, though, let me tell you, if they come out and say battle or uh, Fallout New Vegas remastered, whole conference saved. You, could, you could tell me is you could tell me that they're coming out with a game in 2040 and I'd be like, cool, Fallout New Vegas, I'm in. That's cool. <laughs> that is a possibility for this year. That is something that we should keep in mind moving into E3, especially when we do our predictions that uh, there there have been have been heavy rumors lately of a, of a Fallout remastered version and New Vegas makes the most sense to do that. So we'll have to see. But uh, as always, I'm your host, Brian. Special shout out to Dance with the Dead for allowing us to use their music for our videos. Everyone absolutely needs to, I should I should really change that. It's for our podcasts, for our content. This isn't even a video anymore. Everyone absolutely needs to go check these guys out and support their music. They can be found on Bandcamp, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, pretty much everywhere. Check them out. You will not be disappointed. Thanks are also in order to OP Seat, the episode's official sponsor this week. Don't forget to head on over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to us and leave that five-star rating under review so we continue to climb the charts in terms of search results. Since Max Level and Level Down Games is entirely self-funded as a passion project, you're getting good at that, Sean. You're getting the timing down good. You can directly support the show and the brand through one or all of the affiliate links listed in the description of the show. Thanks in advance if you choose to do so. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, dying times here. Because we're the children, the last generation. We're the ones they left behind. And I wonder <laughs> if we're ever gonna change. Living under the fear till nothing else remains. <laughs> Man, you actually took it in a different direction this time. I wasn't expecting that. That's right. You usually just bust in, we don't need another hero. That's usually how you go. <laughs> so I gave you a little Tina, little Tina Turner funk on that one, you know? I, I know, you've been trying to sound, you've been trying to sound like her. So yeah, yeah, no, except we're not playing Tina Turner. That was uh, the, the Northern Kings version of We Don't Need Another Hero. But it's all the I same. I think we need to auto-tune right. that. All right, let's, let, let, me, let me do it again with a Norwegian accent. <laughs> can we, can we auto-tune? Oh man, we should. I should apply some auto-tune filters to Frank's voice there and that. That'd be fun. Maybe I'll try. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'll try. See if I can figure out exactly how to do that. Also get him saying, do you believe in love after love? Do and you believe that, in love after love? <laughs> <laughs> That's not auto-tune. She's just that talented. Yeah, sure. There's no love in the Thunderdome, guys.
There is no love in the Thunderdome. Mediocre! For for those that have never experienced a Thunderdome here at the Max Level Podcast, what we like to do every quarter, and we define quarters as January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, December. Each quarter we do one at the very first max level of every quarter because this episode is posted on April 1st, April Fool's Day. You know, this isn't a joke. It's time for Thunderdome. It's no joke. It is a competition between every game. And and it's not every game because that would be like 100 games if we included all the smaller steam crap that comes out every day. And it's like what we what well, what I consider to be major and semi major releases every quarter. I generally try to have anywhere between 20 and 30 games going into Thunderdome. We take turns eliminating one game at a time. So before the actual podcast started, we spun a wheel. We determined that Sean would be making the first elimination. Frank would be making the second. I will be making the third. We will then go back and forth in that order until we reach the end. The last game standing wins Thunderdome for quarter two, 2019. All right. Let me go over the list of games that we're going to be throwing into the Thunderdome for this quarter. We have 25 games this time. Phoenix Wright, Ace Attorney Trilogy, Shovel Knight Showdown, Zonky Zero, Last Beginning, Earth Defense Force, Iron Rain, Labo Toycon 4 VR Kit, Anno 1800, Mortal Kombat 11, Box Boy and Box Girl, Days Gone, A Plague Tale Innocence, Rage 2, Team Sonic Racing, Total War 3 Kingdoms, Persona Q2, New Cinema Labyrinth, Crash Team Racing Nitro Fueled, Judgment, The Sinking City, Super Mario Maker 2, Our World is Ended, Power Rangers Battle for the Grid, Super Meat Boy Forever, Monster Jam Steel Titans, Atelier Lalua, the Scion of Arland, World End Syndrome, and Katana Zero. Just as a reminder, the game that won quarter one 2019 Thunderdome was Kingdom Hearts 3. That was number one on both Frank and myself's list. We were the only two that actually did a Thunderdome that uh, that time and all the Thunderdomes previous because we didn't have Sean or Kyle on the show yet. Sean was there. I think you'd I think you'd like start in one episode by that point. But uh, but you weren't on the uh, Q1 Thunderdome edition. Unfortunately, it would have been nice to have you there. I had stage fright. I couldn't do it. Yeah, it's OK. It's OK. You're 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 entering now, though. You know, it's not two men enter, one man leaves. It's 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 three men entering in terms of making the predictions here. This isn't like Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. So how this works, how we're going to do this, because, Sean, you get to go first. Just for all the listeners out there that may not be may not understand yet exactly how this works. You are going to be eliminating the number 25 game on your list. Bef- again, before we started recording the show, each one of us, Frank, Sean and myself, put together a list from 25 to one with all those games in terms of our personal hype levels. That's what this is about. Personal hype levels. My number one is going to be different from Frank's number one, which I already know what Frank's number one is, because I guarantee you it has to be that. And it's going to be different from Sean's number one. We're all we all like different games. We all like different things. We have a lot of crossovers, which is going to be fun, but we all like different things. So it's our personal hype levels. So once Sean eliminates his number 25, Frank and I will go through our list and eliminate that game on our list wherever it is, whether it's in the number 10 spot or the number one spot or whatever. We take that game off our list. And when you take the game off your list, you say where the game was on your list. So that way everybody knows where everybody had that game at. And then because Frank goes second, if Frank's number 25 still is at the top of his list, 
he eliminates the number 25 game. And then that becomes the official number 24 game on the order of exit for Thunderdome. And then Sean will eliminate the game off his list. It was at the number 17 spot. Then it was number seven for me. And then we just keep going back and forth. So you're always eliminating the game that is the very top of your list each time it's your turn. And then we get get all the way down to number one or we get all the way down to number whatever and see who's left. Which game is exiting the Thunderdome first, Sean? You do get to make the first decision. I got a good feeling about this picture on quite do it. All right, guys. So here's the deal. I am a completely different gamer than Brian. And, and yes, we are very good friends. And we were forged in the field of battle together. But I am not down with some of these games. And with that naysaying attitude. That is fine. Debuting at number 25. World End Syndrome. Okay. World End Syndrome is a visual novel. We are just going to copy Sorry. and paste that. So we have that here. World End Syndrome. I have that. Let me find it on my list. I don't have it high. Um, it, it is a visual. Novel. I don't play a lot of visual. Novels. I don't have it. High. I have it at number 22. Frank, where is it at for you? Okay. 23. So. Okay. Okay. So when I was breaking down my list, right, I, I couldn't just slap a, a rank on them right away. I had to put my impressions. And so I had an impressions column on a spreadsheet and World wow. End Syndrome has has quote. Nope, nope, nope. Next to it. Oh, man. You, actually, you actually did this. Uh, I'm impressed with the way you did this. We, you know, we're going to have to do that next time. <laughs> put, um, put impressions. Yeah. But you know what? I could have sworn this was going to be the first game gone. What's but that? Uh, it, it's going to be my pick. Monster Jam Steel Titans. Okay. What? I thought you would have jumped on that. Because he is he is the big Steel Titan himself. You were the THQ Nordic machine. That's true. Yes, but... I, I, I know crap games when I see them. Uh, oh, Monster, yeah. Monster Jam Steel Titans, 25 for me. <laughs> nice. I, you know what? I gave it a 23 just okay. because the graphics and everything look okay. And I thought, well, you know, they maybe they could salvage it. But it's THQ Nordic. They'll probably do something really offensive and have to pull the game from the shelves. So <laughs> there's, a, there's a good chance that actually happens. Yes, there's a good chance that happens. <laughs> uh, all right. My so my number 24 still remains. So exiting Thunderdome now. Sorry, Frank. Power Rangers, Battle for the Grid. What? Wow, you look, it's actually pretty high. It's 12 on my list. Game I looks, had it at 10, bro. Game looks like garbage. I'm sorry. I don't know. I, I, I think Brian, Brian doesn't like the Power Rangers is what it is. I do, like dude, pa- I do like Power Rangers. That game looks like garbage. Uh-uh, dude. I had that at 10. What? I had it at 10. Don't worry, I'm going to gut punch him soon. That's impressive for a shitty fighting game, so. I well, let me tell you, when I went on, I, I researched it because I was going to I was going to eliminate it a lot quicker. OK, and I researched it. The game looks really good for as far as like the graphics and how the transitions work with the fighters coming in to help. It, it reminds me of Marvel versus Capcom. It really does. <laughs> maybe 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 the bad Marvel versus Capcom. It's like 20 bucks on the eShop for the switch. It is. Like, it's a, that's it's a, a cheap good game. game for 20 bucks, man. They they know their market for sure. Frank. You know, if it was 60, no way. <laughs> Three picks in, and we already got controversy. That's, that's the point. That's the that's point the of Thunderdome. There's bloodshed. Oh, my gosh. There's bloodshed. Oh. Sean, you're up. All right, guys. My my next pick, I had it ranked 24. Okay. Zonky Zero last begin. All right. Ooh. Uh, number seven on my list. Okay, number 21 on mine. It was definitely piddling out towards the bottom. Yeah, I knew that wasn't going to last, but that is a game that I am definitely hyped for and uh, currently playing for review. So keep your uh, 
keep your eyes peeled to leveldowngames.com for that review coming up soon. Well, had I known that, maybe I would have been a little more lenient because if you're playing it and you put it at seven, that's saying something. That's okay. Yeah. Now, you have to remember... I sure, like I these like. kind of games. It's pure hype level. Exactly. And it's your individual hype level. It's not my hype level. Um, these these are survival based games, just like Danganronpa. It's the Danganronpa team. I speak very highly of that franchise. I've played one, two, three and the offshoot of that game or that series. I absolutely love them. So I just like what the team does. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But number seven, you. number seven for me. Uh, Frank, you're up. All right. Let's go. This will be shocking right out of the gate. Here we go. In my number 24 spot, Nintendo Labo Toy-Con 4 VR kit. What the? That's, that's no. crazy. That's crazy. Okay. I, I have to. <laughs> that's crazy, man. Are you serious right I, now? I, I, I don't I have, have it PSVR. high. Yeah. I have no, I have Google Cardboard. I have no want for this game because I looked into it and it's only going to be the games they showed during that little showcase. For There's now. nothing for now. It. There's, they're not showing any uh connectivity to any upcoming games nor was it ever hinted at so okay i had that at number 12 on my list oh my gosh sean where'd you have it at i had i had it at two holy shit <laughs> that's crazy that's crazy i could not even believe i watched the demo of this thing and i was floored because never in a million years have i expected nintendo to jump back into this space i mean they had the little goggle thing back in the day right they they had that and it was like just the, the virtual, the virtual the boy, screen. the virtual boy, the virtual boy. And I thought Nintendo's done. They're never doing this again. And then they come out with this and it actually looks good. It like does. they actually it's not it's not just something you put up to your face and the switches in your face. They actually put the they tried their best to make it an actual VR kit, which I thought was a great beginning. And now Frank just killed it. So we're never getting into no VR games. That doesn't kids. mean we can't be hyped, Sean. Just because Frank is a negative person and he doesn't like Nintendo Labo VR, that means we're still holding the high. You got a number two. I had it at number 12. Granted, that's 10 spots lower, but still. You had it at number two. I expect oh. full impressions and reviews of Nintendo Labo VR from Sean on the show eventually in the future. Oh my gosh. Get that crap out of here. I want to I see you wearing that cardboard with the switch duct tape to your head so it doesn't fall out and break and then uh, i wanted i wanted to play the elephant game you know where you could like elephant mask there VR, a, dude. okay elephant mask yeah, yeah. VR. There, there was a computer game back in the day i don't remember what it was called because it literally came out when i was like seven sims, sims you had i don't know what it was but you had like a you had a grid background and you had to get the ball from point A to point B and you could put objects in the way and whether it was a trampoline or like a conveyor belt or something. And they were doing this the version that was, of that on the elephant. That was the, impo the impossible machine, some of that or. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's actually that exactly what it was. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly what it was. And now I now it's gone. It's hungry, gone. I'm not hungry. I'm not hungry Howie's it. great word adventure, whatever we talked about before, Frank. Something like that. Oh, yeah. man. <laughs> you All robbed right. me of my childhood, Frank. That's what he does, man. He's a he's he's a, he's a bad man. He's a bad person. Uh, number twenty three on my list still remains, so that'll be coming off next. That one is Anno eighteen hundred. What? What? Don't, don't, don't tell I, me that I was number. Quit playing this game, don't, dude. Don't tell me what? that was number three on your list. It was number three, man. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> okay, well, it was it was my third amigo, my musketeer. Man, what are you doing? Your number one still holding strong, though. I had it at number 13. Oh, damn. Okay. So exactly like Sean, I the number two to number 12. That's, that's freaking funny. That's freaking funny. Yeah. Now, now let me just say, I like these kind of games, but it's not something I'm going to get hyped over. And again, this list is based off of hype. 
I like the Anno games, but the list is based on hype and I don't get hyped for that. It's cool, man. It's cool. Look, I still love you. Sean, you're back up. Woo. All right. Um, okay. So at number 22, our world has ended. Okay. My number 22. That was your number 22. Nice. That was number 20 for me. So right around the right around the same spot for all of us. Yeah, that is a game I want to that is a game I want to play. I want to check it out. Another visual novel type game. I do think um, I definitely want to check it out. But again, not something I'm going to get super hyped for. But keep in mind, everything on this list was warranted. Like we we mentioned it because there's something about it that makes it a, a decent game. Uh, we go to my number 20 pick. Total War Three Kingdoms. Okay. Oh, man. Number 17 you for hate me. me. Number 17 for me. Number 15 for me. Okay, that's yeah. not bad. That's not bad. That is not bad. My now, impression of it was okay. Oftentimes, guys, these really are fun games, though. Oftentimes, these end oh, up yeah. being fun games. But again, it's not, it's not a game that I'm going to sit here and just get hyped about. No, you know what's funny is... I actually like the premise of the game more than the actual game from what I've seen. Like, yeah, you know, I'm kind of the same boat in terms of every Total War, not just this one, just everyone. I love the concept more than the game. It's uh, it's definitely, you know, it's historical and I like historical games. Well, the romance of the three kingdoms is amazing. Amazing story and an amazing game. Amazing. Love that franchise. Anything based on that. I mean, you could have a puzzle game called Three Kingdom Romance. I, I guarantee, I guarantee I'd, it exists. I'd buy it. You can make a thousand piece puzzle and put it together and I'd buy it. Yeah. 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 Lou Boo's thousand piece puzzle. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, number 21 still remains on my list. That's Earth Defense Force Iron Rain. Yeah, that was number 20 for me. And at 17. Okay. That's okay. Fair, fair Again, right around the same spot for all of us. That ends up being the official number 17, Frank. So, uh, you know, that, that that's something there. But uh, I win. I, I do like, again, I like EDF as a franchise. I like these games. It's, it's satisfying to go in and just shoot giant ants and bees and spiders and just have fun. Just looking at what's still left on the list, though, man, it's, it's, uh, it, it wasn't going to get much higher. Now we're getting to the point now where Sean's pick's probably going to piss me off. Yeah, Sean, <laughs> you're up. You're up. Can't wait to see what's okay, next. Guys. So at 21 for me, I put the Sinking City. Where you go? I got to tell Seven. you, dude, this game, this game makes me think I'm going to have nightmares. Like I, my impression of it is tap. That's why I have it so high. Frank, <laughs> where, did you, where did you put F- that, Frank? Seven. <laughs> Number seven Number for seven you? Pick. Uh... If Sean didn't have it, it would have came off next. Now, my 19 for me. Number 19. Wow. So you cracked my top 10. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my 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 top 10 has been shattered already, too. So and poor Sean's like, missing honestly, his number two and three already. So, yeah. Yeah. So take that, bro. <laughs> that game looks like it's a combination of Resident Evil 2, Mist and Bioshock. And that all three yes! terrify me. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 may, it may look like all those games i don't think it's going to be necessarily anything near as good as any of those games that's my fear no. i don't think this game's no going to be fun i don't think it is we'll see i want to play it i want to check it out you broke my heart i, okay. I just uh, I, you gotta I, take a xanax before you play it i don't think the uh, game is going to be that good we'll see though maybe it will be i still have oh. number 19 on my list okay and that is atelier lulua the scion of ireland okay the wow. number 10 for me number 10 i you know i had that game at 16 it it doesn't look as bad as i thought it would have 
these games really are fun. I like the Atelier games. I generally play them all. Currently playing through uh, Nelky and the Legendary Alchemists for the review that should be up on leveldowngames.com soon. That's the uh, we talked about it last week, but it's the one that is that was released during the 25th anniversary of the series and its town building. And it features like all of the main characters in it. It's like, it's like Atelier Decidia. Yeah, basically. But it's super fun, man. And there isn't like y- y- there are battles, but you're like not actually like walking around exploring fields or exploring landscapes. Everything when you're exploring is on rails. And then when the battles come up, you actually are participating. In the battles are turn based. But the point of the game is to build the town. <laughs> That's the entire point of the game. I don't know if you see what you did there, but you said everything was on rails. And then when the battle comes, everything comes off the rail. <laughs> that, is, that is basically how it goes, man. That is, that is exactly how it goes. Yeah. Cause then you can you make your choices, but yeah, the entire point of that game is to build your town. Now, Atelier Lulua is going back to the traditional style. So we'll see. We'll, ha- we'll see how it goes. Uh, nice. Frank, that was your choice, right? It is my turn. Yes. Coming off next. Might be a little surprising. Don't do it. Maybe a little surprising. Right, don't, don't please. Because My it is. Heart. Well, it's a fighting game. Oh, no. But, it, but it's not the fighting game, Frank. It's not the fighting game. Shovel Knight Showdown. Really? Really? Shovel Knight, Shovel really? Knight Showdown. Yep. Shovel Knight Showdown. Oh, all right. Okay. I, you know what? I had that at 19. It was coming off next. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was probably top five for Frank. He generally prefers his fighting games. Number nine. I okay. my top ten, but you know, okay. I'm fair. Yeah, no, no. Um, I love Shovel Knight. We talked about this all the time. I love Shovel Knight. I just, I'm not hyped for a Shovel Knight fighting game. I don't know. Maybe it'll be awesome. It'll change my mind to be so good that I want to play it all the time. But I don't know. It looks good. It looks good. The problem is, is that you're not fighting people and taking out their HP. You're just stealing gems from them. And then whoever has the highest gems at the end of the, the round wins. True. So that's kind of boo-boo to me, but... Also, how long can you sit down and play that game before you're like, all right, I'm bored. Maybe, you know, what, like 20 minutes? That's like a max threshold for me. Yeah. If you're just playing that mode. So, yeah, that's the only reason why I had it so low. Otherwise, the game looks really good. Really good. And all the characters that you see in the series that you always wanted to, like, kind of explore, they're there. So, it's you know. No, it's a super cool idea. And it may end up being so, so much fun that, like, we regret our choices later. Maybe it should have been higher, but I don't know. I haven't played it yet. Can't say. Sean, you're up. Okay, guys. So coming in, we clocked this one at 18. This is Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney Trilogy or whatever. Yeah. Very fair pick. Yeah, that that that's good. I had that at number 14. 16 on my end. And that was it would have been my next one out if I didn't have my next pick coming up. So yeah, so so that was that was again right around the same spot for all of us. Now a, a Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney trilogy, which is including the three mainline games of the Phoenix Wright series bundled together and releasing on modern consoles. That's actually a major thing. And these games are fun. These games are good. Yeah. I actually is that coming out on Switch? It is. Yeah. Ooh. I am I'm actually buying it. I'm actually buying it on Switch. Oh, <laughs> nice. All right. My number 18 spot. It went, it got this far. So you're welcome. Persona Q2, New Cinema Labyrinth. <laughs> he, he straight up gave you the you're welcome. Oh, no, it's fine. That was actually next on my list, Frank. So you're not really doing me any favors. I had it at number 16. I told you. I had it that, at 12, man. Uh, I And it ended up being number 12 officially. But I love mainline Persona. I don't like dungeon crawling first person persona. And that's what this is. So I don't care. I'm just being a jerk. 
<laughs> I had it in the same spot. I actually had it. I had it next to come off as well. Uh, I do think this will be a fun game. I did play through Persona Q. Uh, I enjoyed myself, but I much prefer the the actual other Personas, you know, the mainline franchise before before this one. So uh, this right here, though, is, is where we start getting crazy. And uh, yeah, it is what it is. Coming off next is my number 15 pick. A Plague Tale Innocence. Oh, okay. It's number, so, number eight on my list. I did. I honestly thought that Sean was going to take that away from me and break my heart. <laughs> I had it at fourteen, so it was coming. Uh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, brother. That's okay. Sorry, brother. <laughs> Sorry, brother. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm more hyped, obviously, because it made it made it longer. But I'm more hyped for A Plague Tale Innocence than I am The Sinking City. And those games look somewhat very similar to me. The Plague Tale looks really good. I just don't know if I'm ready to play uh, Metal Gear Solid meets the village from M. Night Shyamalan. I am. <laughs> I think that's the, basically what it is. The concept of running around in that game with the lantern to avoid the rats is super freaking cool. I, I like that aspect of it. And I'm, I'm I'm hoping the game is awesome, but I don't know yet. I don't know. You know what? If they add one thing to that game, it's a what, day one purchase for me. And that is when someone sees you. I'm in. <laughs> You're in. Maybe the cardboard box too. If you if you have the cardboard box, then I'm definitely. In. We've established you like cardboard. Labo was number two on your list, so. Yeah, yeah. Well, not anymore. It's burned to the ground. <laughs> Thank you. Like ca- cardboard goes up so quick, dude. It's it's like the switch sound just <laughs> goes up so fast. You get that snap and it's gone. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't do the snap. I mean, there it is. There that it was is. a good snap, dude. There it is. There it is. Thanos would be oh. impressed. There it is. Yeah, yeah. All right. You just killed like four universes right now. Thanks a lot. Top 10. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. So it's my turn. It is your turn. I can't believe this game made it this far. And I'm not going to say this to be rude, but once you've seen it once, you've seen it a million times. Uh-oh. Super Meat Boy Forever. Ooh, Kyle's going to kill you. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I had it at 17, dude. Damn. Crazy. That's my number four. It's my number 14. Uh, number 11 for me was Super Meat Boy Forever. So I, I neither none of us had it actually uh, in the top 10, which goes to show you that it doesn't matter. It can be, you know, based off of how things fall. Uh, games that none of us rank top 10 can actually make top 10. Yeah. Super Meat Boy Forever looks freaking awesome. It looks like so much. Oh, fun. wait, come on. We're being highly critical on this list, but I mean, Super Meat Boy Forever, that's going to be better than at least 80 percent of the games that released this year. Absolutely. And it's going to be a lot of fun watching people actually stream it like Kyle, who are, are huge fans of this game and franchise that, you know, I want to watch him die over and over and over again. That's going to be fun. <laughs> sounds really bad when you take it out of context. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to vision him. Oh, yeah. That's a Marvel reference for you kids. Uh, all right. Well, all right. So uh, I'm kind of going around the same era right here. I'm with my number 15 pick. It's Box Boy and Box Girl. Number 13 for me. So, yeah, I had them very similar as well. What? No way, dude. Are you serious right now? You had it high. No, was that number? Was that your number one? No, I had it at four. Oh, OK. Two, three and four. Gone for you. The game looks really fun. And the, the I don't remember his name, but. When you beat it, you go back and you play as the rectangle guy and it just adds a whole new element to the game. Oh, they're they're amazingly fun games, dude. They're amazingly fun games. Yeah, they look they look super good. So thanks for killing my number four. Appreciate that. 
man. This I'm is get, Kirby all over again. I'm getting scared. Well, I still have my top six intact, but uh, Brian's about to hurt me right now. My top five are intact. One, two, three, four, and five and six. Actually, yeah, man, Frank, we actually, man, we got we we did it again. I, I feel like our tops are identical, except just in different orders. Um, I'm not. I don't know if I'm gonna hurt you. I might hurt you. Coming off next is Team Sonic Racing. My, that's my next one at number eleven. Oh wow! I had it at nine. Yeah, I, I had it at number uh, also nine on my personal list. Uh, very much looking forward to this game. They actually just on Friday, it was last week. Um, they they released the uh, Haunted Mansion level that's going to be in there. Like they showed that plus the music and it looks so good. I'm telling you, it looks amazing. This is going to be a fun game. Can't wait to play it. And it's going to be on Apple Arcade. <laughs> in the future. So number 13 is where I'm at now. Number 13. Okay. And before everyone gets into a huff, uh oh, okay, Frank. Uh oh, Frank. All right, you know he's going for number one, isn't he? R.I.P. number Mortal, one. Yep. It's Mortal Kombat 11. R.I.P. number one. You did not just say that. <laughs> <laughs> Take well, that, son. That Let me tell one, you man. why. I knew it was. I knew why. it was Frank's number one. Okay, Mortal Kombat is a great series. I like Mortal Kombat. I loved playing it. Until a girl I was dating in 10th grade beat me on Super Nintendo. <laughs> Destroyed me. Destroyed me. Not even you me. Tell, you mean tell me you got my number one because your cousin went ahead your and cousin. beat you in the game? <laughs> <laughs> I was raiding. I was supposed to win. I even knew how to do the torpedo thing. You know, like the M. Bison copycat where he's like, Psycho Crusher. You know, that thing. What does is, what is Raiden do when he, when he does this corkscrew? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I was getting whooped, dude. I couldn't handle it. So it, it just it ruined Mortal Kombat for me forever, man. It just did. Sorry. But more than that, I just honestly, I don't know how many times we're going to be able to see Mortal Kombat before we quit buying it because it's literally the same thing every They can time. make Mortal Kombat... Eternal for all I care. That's why I was so excited for when they did that trailer at uh, State of Play and they were doing this whole like retro versus modern. I thought that was going to be some new mode included in the game and I was super hyped for it, but that's not what it was. Uh, Mortal Kombat 11 was number five on my list, so it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't top number one. I think the only reason why it's so high on everybody's list is because there's not much else to go against it in that space right now. I actually agree with that. It wouldn't have been that high if it was some other games were coming out. It would have been knocked down more. If that game goes against a new Marvel versus Capcom that actually is legit and has good characters in it. Uh, <clears throat> no, Marvel, Marvel would probably take that spot if it was actually, a, you know, if it looked like a good game, <laughs> it would it would obliterate it. So, I mean, it, keep that in mind that my taste is definitely not the norm. And I appreciate that. So I appreciate if you guys would drop some comments and let me know how bad my choices are. That would be cool. I'd love to. <laughs> I'd love to get some salt on my steak yeah. over here on the internet. Let's keep this hate train rolling. My number 10 pick um, is Crash Chain Racing, Nitro Fueled. Which hey, is crazy. dude. We're, we're, we're getting towards the end, so yeah, gotta get some good games out of the way. Yep, that is true. What'd I you ha have it at? I have it at number four. 10. Wow, I had it at 11. Okay, I had it at number four. Uh, I'm, a huge, I'm a huge fan of these games. My note was better than Sonic. That's how I saw it. I agree with that. That was higher than hot uh, than than Sonic for me as well. Obviously, I eliminated Team Sonic Racing, but I am a huge fan of Crash Team Racing on the PlayStation. And just seeing what they're doing with this, it reminds me a lot of how they remastered and, and remade 
uh, Spyro and Crash recently on modern consoles. Uh, I'm, I'm hyped for this, man. I'm going to play the shit out of this when it comes out. I can't wait. Oh, man, it's up for me. Uh, top five. Top five. Top five. And unfortunately, I have to eliminate this game, which just recently was revealed. Katana Zero. No! It made no, it to, no, no, no. Brian, don't it do it. It made it to top five, man. It made it to top five. You, know, you just got rid of his number one. You know that, right? Yeah, that was my number one. I made it. It made it to top five. It was my number five as well. So you, it wasn't making it that far. Uh, it was number eight personally on my list. All right. Okay. All right. I you know what, dude? It's cool. Shocked. It's cool. My number one is still here. No, no, it's gone. It's gone by the time it gets to me. It's I am shocked. It's still there. I thought it'd be gone already. I, I, I thought it would have been gone within the first third. I'm, I'm, I'm happy it made it this far. I'm super happy. Oh man. Well, I don't know. Is it my choice next? It's your choice. Then it might be gone. Let's see. Uh, coming in. I had it at number eight. Okay. Judgment. Yep. Number one for me. That was my number six. It was gone no matter what. Yep. That's definitely number one for me this quarter. Uh, very, very much. That is not crap, son. That is Yakuza. <laughs> that is the Yakuza team. And they make some awesome fucking games. So, yeah, no, I'm uh, I'm awesome. I can't wait. And we found out for sure that it is still coming here. They're just changing that actor that got arrested. They're removing it, uh, removing him. And uh, it's still releasing same day. So in June, can't wait. Can't. It looks wait. good. It looks amazing. It looks real good. good. It looks amazingly good. They they do some great things over there at that team. Yeah. Well, if it's my pick, it looks like Nintendo is not making it uh, to the final. Are you kidding? You're going to make me choose between these fucking two games to close out Thunderdome? Isn't that cr- Doesn't that suck? Neither uh, one of those yeah. two games deserve to be number one. Oh, oh my one, god! One of them does over the other. No, oh, one, dude. Does. It, one of them does. You watch your my, mouth. In my number four spot. So <laughs> oh, it hurts! It hurts, Frank. I know, Brian. I know. That was my number two. That was my number two. Tell Oof. me why, Frank. Tell me why. Tell me why Super Mario Maker Two Tell does not go up against the last two. Nothing but a heartache. Uh, uh. Tell me why. Tell me why. Tell me why. I have to choose between Rage Two and Days Gone. Two games I don't think deserve hey. to be number one. Ain't nothing but a mistake, Frank. Exactly. A mistake. Exactly. No, well, you if someone didn't get rid of more, well, you messed up by getting rid of Mortal Kombat 11, which would have been the clear number one game. That's a big PFFT. Okay. That's boo boo, and you know. I can't believe these are the last two games. My number two and my number three on the list still endure. My, so, uh, you know what? I'm I <laughs> Rage 2 just won the Thunderdome, didn't it? No. It didn't. Thank God. No, it didn't. Thank God. Thank God. It didn't. It didn't. Rage oh. 2 is number six for me, so that's gonna come off next. Uh which hey. mean which mean days gone, which I had ranked number three wins Thunderdome. I had Days Gone number five, and I had Rage 2 number six. So you're not off there. I, I feel like definitely Days Gone is better than Rage 2. But you know what's better than Days Gone? Super Mario Maker 2. Super Mario Maker 2. Nintendo Labo Toy-Con 04. The VR kit. Uh, Judgment is better than Days Gone. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Judgment, honestly, Judgment was very low when I initially started the list. But hearing how they recast the actor, it jumped up in a hype level because I wanted to see how they pulled it off. Sure. But, uh, well, yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, if somebody didn't get rid of the sinking city, it would be nice too. But uh, if somebody would get rid of the sinking city, I, 
I'm, I'm so surprised, man. I'm so surprised Days Gone is the number Ooh, one. That's, that's why we do these things. You, you never know. It you know what I like? We're a there, bunch of Sony fanboys. There, there, there might yeah, be yeah. some. There might be some. <laughs> there might be some regret on this one. Looking back when we do that episode in the future. <laughs> oh, t- most definitely. I'm telling you right now, Days Gone, man. I'm I'm cautiously optimistic, but I am not. I am not 100 sold. It's gonna be game this, of the year. Not this is close. like having a battle royal and Santino Morella win. Santina Morella winning Miss WrestleMania. Oh, even royal. worse. <laughs> So let's recap. We'll go through uh, number 25 eliminated by Sean was World End Syndrome. Number 24 eliminated by Frank was Monster Jam Steel Titans. Number 23 eliminated by myself was Power Rangers Battle for the Grid. Number 22 eliminated by Sean was Zonky Zero Last Beginning. Potentially better than Days Gone. Number 21 eliminated by Frank Labo Toy Con 4 VR Kit. Number, did I say 20? I meant 21 if I said 20. Number 20 eliminated by myself was Anno 1800. Uh, number 19 eliminated by Sean was Our World Has Ended. Number 18 eliminated by Frank was Total War Three Kingdoms. Number 17 eliminated by myself was Earth Defense Force Iron Rain. 16 eliminated by Sean, The Sinking City. 15 eliminated by Frank was Atelier Lalua, The Scion of Ireland. 14 eliminated by myself was Shovel Knight Showdown. 13 eliminated by Sean, Phoenix Wright, Ace Attorney Trilogy. 12 eliminated Objection. by Frank was Persona Key 2, New Cinema Labyrinth. <laughs> 11 eliminated by myself, A Plague Tale Innocence. 10 eliminated by Sean, Super Meat Boy Forever. Nine eliminated by Frank Box Boy plus Box Girl. Eight eliminated by myself Team Sonic Racing. Seven eliminated by Sean Mortal Kombat Eleven. Six eliminated by Frank Crash Team Racing Natural Fueled. Five eliminated by myself was Katana Zero. Four eliminated by Sean Judgment. Three eliminated by Frank Super Mario Maker Two. And uh, <laughs> number two eliminated by myself Rage Two to crown Days Gone as the winner of Q Two Thunderdome here at the Max Level Podcast crazy you know uh, what i'm surprised the game has the potential to do it it does come on there's a reason why we all had it high now do we want it to be number one none of us had it none of us had it number one no i had it at like five i had it i mean i cracked top five is still a good what? what did you have it at frank days gone number two okay so i you had it higher the highest of all of us i had it at number three so okay the game could be really good but Wait, you, had, you had Super Mario Maker number two? Uh, yeah, I did. Oh, okay, well. I had it pretty it? high up. Yeah, I had Mario Super Maker. Super Mario I, Maker was seven for me. Yeah, Judgment was number one, Mario Maker 2 was number two, and Days Gone was number three for me. Rage 2 was number six for my, my personal list. Now, Super Dram World was on this list, number one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we will be doing this again for Q3, as we always do. That'll be uh, July 1st. Yeah, we're going to be doing with it without Sean, because this way he doesn't get any Mortal Kombat or Street Fighter games taken off the list. No, no, Sean is going to be here. Sean is going to be here, but I'm hoping that Kyle is also here. I, I, honestly, I said I couldn't wait for him to be on, and it was great to have you doing this with us. Yeah, so, it, yeah it, it, it makes it, makes it more time. fun. A four-man will only be even more cutthroat. It makes it more fun. It makes it more fun. It would be good. It makes it more fun because we have different tastes, but then again, I mean, some games do make it up high, like Days Gone. So we'll have yeah, to see. We'll that's to see. true. We'll have to see. But uh, I think it's time that we transition now and talk about some games that we've actually been playing. Everything that on that list, uh, except for one that I've personally been playing, but uh, everything on that list we just did for Thunderdome, we haven't actually played yet. I think we should talk about some games that we have been playing over the past week. And uh, last week on BG Mania, Frank, we played a track from a game known as Always Awakening. 
And I actually mentioned that I had played this game a little bit. You went out and bought the game after hearing the music. Yeah, I had enough my Nintendo points. Thank you, my Nintendo. Uh, yeah, you literally bought it with gold points for free. So you didn't have to spend any money on this. You bought it with your gold points. I want to get your thoughts on the game because like I, like I, and I said this during BG Mania last week. It was a total Frank game. So I want to hear if I was right or not. Through and through and through. Uh, it is. It's a, it's a classic NES game uh, in the fact that it's hard as hell. The music is great. A lot of puzzle elements and very, very frustrating to the point that I felt like I got lost and stuck a lot in this game. And there's always a way. There's, you, you, there's no way to actually get stuck in this game. You just have to look, you have to try to find an alternate path or something. There might be like a, a hidden wall to break you out of whatever you screwed up in. Trust me, I screwed up a lot. Yeah, you have to, you have to, cr- you have to crouch at one specific spot and start smacking the wall. Things like that. <laughs> and I played the hell out of this game. Uh, I wish I could say I finished it, but I'm literally at the last boss sitting right in front of his door. I've died at him at least 12 times, uh, but I'm slowly getting better each, each run at this. Uh, but yeah, basically, you're, you know, you're a hero named Zoe. And you're going through the world, uh, trying to defeat these four uh, guardians or sages who uh, pretty much they, they, they were supposed to be the guardians of the world, but they took the power and just made a dictatorship and, and, and made, made the evil vicar of the world, like the, the, the high priest, uh, rule everything. And he's just he's a douche. So you want to destroy you, you want to destroy them, destroy him, uh, and to, just to save the world. So your standard fare, but uh, super fun. A lot of puzzle elements. Uh, a lot of uh, Try, you know, trial and error. Uh, this game keeps count of how many times you've died, and I've died over 130 times. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. Uh, but it's it's super fun. I mean, it's it's you're, you have cool powers. There's a lot of collectibles along the way. I feel like I've gotten just about everything, and even then, there's still some things I can't figure out how to get to. Yeah, there's a couple like when I because I'm pl- I'm playing through the game as well through uh, Origin Access. I haven't finished it. Frank actually passed me up. You like you mentioned you're at the final boss already, but uh, I'm still about probably 60, 70 percent of the way through it. I, I feel like there's things that I passed along the way that I couldn't figure out exactly how to get to or open up or, or you know, like just there, area, there's areas. Back, there's, there's backtracking. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there's some things I've gone back and actually backtracked for. But there are other things still that maybe I just don't have the right thing yet to get it or I just don't know exactly how to access it yet. But. Uh, that that's what really is to me fun about this is like trying to figure out how to get certain things or how to get through certain areas. Because, you know, when we play these games, like um, when we play like dead cells and that kind of stuff, I like making sure that we see everything and that I, that I see it in, in the messenger where, you know, having to, was it, was it the messenger where you stood in the, or was that dead cells where you stood in the sand and sunk through? What game was that that we actually talked about? Do you remember? Uh, that, 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 that was dead cells. That was dead cells. Okay. Actually, it's both, believe it or not. Actually, I think I think you're right. It was both. But do but doing things like that, uh, it, it always is fun for me just trying to find things that, you know, normally we wouldn't know about. But yeah, like, it, this is one of the best games I've played in a while. Wow. OK, I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed myself. I've been putting some serious hours into it. I think I didn't go to bed till four o'clock in the morning. Uh, so that... Killer soundtrack, right? Oh, killer soundtrack. Kill, kill, killer soundtrack. Um, the only downside to the soundtrack is you hear that overworld theme a lot. A lot, a lot. Yeah, you do. You absolutely but it, but, do. But, but it's still a good song. I'm planning on having this thing beaten. Hopefully tonight or tomorrow. Okay. But the, this this last voice, this last uh, last voice, this last boss, he is no joke at all. All the other ones, yeah, they were hard, but I figured them out. I cannot 
pull a pattern on this guy. I, I, I got nothing. The last voice is it Adam Levine. Is he the final boss? Oh, I hope he turns his chair around for me. Oh, I thought you said the last voice. I thought, wow, does he sing acoustic songs? Maybe he'll take maybe he'll take his shirt off at the uh, Boys Avenue is awesome though. Maybe maybe he'll take his shirt off at the Super Bowl. And, <laughs> the, 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 the cover of Despacito really touches my heart. Despacito, really? I haven't heard it. I gotta go get it. That one up, uh, Frank. I have your game for next week though that you're gonna play. Shoot, if it's anything like this game, I'll play it in a heartbeat. It's, it's exactly like this, and it's free, which is the best part. Uh, there's a free expansion oh, that was released on Friday for uh, Dead Cells. I'll be playing Dead Cells again. <laughs> <laughs> free, free expansion release for Dead Cells uh, last week. So, yeah, make sure we download that and play it, because I'll definitely be doing that, too. Uh, but I'm going to go next, because you you mentioned a word there that uh, I want to tie in with mine, and that is that you died a lot when all was awakening. So the game that I'm going to be talking about this week is potentially the biggest game that released last week. Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. Shout out to our friends over at Activision for providing us with a copy of the game. Uh, look for my review on this game soon, shortly, if it's not already up at uh, leveldowngames.com. If I have a time, if I have a time, I don't know why I said it like that, but if I have a time, I may actually post it on. <laughs> <laughs> I may actually post it on Sunday. I don't know if I have time or not just because I have a lot of things to do this weekend. But I'm telling you right now, so far, this is my personal game of the year for 2019. Uh, I'm I'm Whoa. a huge fan of From Software. I, I mean, if I make no bones about it here at Level Down Games and the Mouth of a Podcast, I love Dark Souls. I love Bloodborne. I absolutely love that style of gameplay. Those games are so freaking hard, but the way that they're able to integrate the combat into them, the way they're in- able to integrate lore, the graphics always look good, the settings, the world interconnectivity. It's impressive what they do as a team from software. Sekiro is basically Dark Souls meets Bloodborne meets Onimusha meets Tenchu. And this game originally started out as a Tenchu game. It was supposed to be another in, in, in that actual style. And then they decided to turn it into its own IP because it was it was different enough that it wasn't Tenchu. And I'm glad they actually made its own IP. I'm glad Sekiro is Sekiro. And. Upon getting into this game, you know, maybe for the first, I want to say three, four hours, the initial tutorial area and then the uh, Ashina outskirts that you first get to, which, you know, Kyle let us know that it is Ashina when he was on the show that one time. But uh, he lived in Japan. He knows how to pronounce these things. I'm assuming. Does he? I think he does. He probably does. He lived over there for a good while. <laughs> but and who knows if I'm even saying it right still. Ashina, I think is how we say it. But uh, Ashina, Ashina. But when we get to the outskirts for the first time, I'll say no. I will not be participating in your racism. It's not racism. We're not. We're trying to do the, the pronunciation, you know? I don't know. But uh, when you get there the first time, I, I I was still like, man, I think I like Bloodborne more. I think I, I was I was in there thinking that Bloodborne was a, a better game. But then it kept going. And it got harder. And Sekiro is without question the hardest game that from software has done yet. Uh, They, the combat is so different that you can't rely on your dodging. You can't rely on your different styles, your mechanics. You can't rely on any of that. The enemies 
in in Dark Souls, you had a shield. Now, I know, Frank, I, I know I, I keep telling you over and over and over again to play these games. You own Bloodborne. You still haven't played it. I really think you would enjoy these games because you like games that are very, very difficult. Uh, you like games that have these challenge to them. And I really think you would dig these games. But in, in Dark Souls, you have your shield and you can, you know, you can dodge, you can parry, you can do these things. And it's 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 not difficult, but it is still hard. Bloodborne, it's a much faster game and you are able to dodge around. You're able to roll around the enemies Whereas Sekiro. Sekiro, in theory, is the fastest of them all. Because you could sprint through these levels if you want to. You don't necessarily have to fight everything. You can sprint through the levels. You have this, what it's called, the Shinobi prosthetic. Because uh, Sekiro loses his left arm early in the in the game. Like, it's part of the game. It's part of the opening scene because you have to lose your left arm. And he gets this thing called the Shinobi prosthetic attached to his left arm. Which enables him to use things like shurikens and the grappling hook and spears and axes that's all attachments to the shinobi prosthetic that you find throughout the world you go back to the 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 crafter and he puts it on your arm the grappling hook changes the from software formula so much because you can grapple up onto a tree you can escape enemies that way unless they're shooting arrows at you you can grapple up onto buildings over walls through all these different things you so you can sprint through level grapple your way through the level and get to the end of it without fighting a damn thing if you want to now you're going to sacrifice the experience to get skills that will help you out further into the game or if you're really good at the mechanics or like the combat you don't necessarily need the skills to to be good at the game but you're doing all these things and the combat itself is the the it's the system that relies the most on parry. So it's like Dark Souls on crack. Uh, you you have to parry your enemies. You have to time it just right to be able to break their posture, which then allows you to deal a shinobi death blow. And you can take out enemies that still have a ton of health by just breaking their posture, getting them down to one knee and then, and, you know, initiating a death blow to where you don't have to slowly chip away at their health. Now, if you want to do it the, the, the hard way and chip away at their health until they're till it's gone, as soon as they reach zero health, their posture automatically breaks and you're able to initiate the death blow that way. But you can break their posture by parrying them and then following up with an attack or doing certain things throughout the combat to make things easier for yourself. So you have to get good at the parry system. Either that or get good at running away. So when when all that stuff came into play, it shot to the top of my list. Like I did like Sekiro more than Bloodborne. I like the setting of Bloodborne more. I like the gothic style type of Victorian era theme and imagery that Bloodborne used more so than feudal shinobi type stuff. I actually one of my biggest complaints with Sekiro is that the enemy design was too ninja based, like everything you're fighting is ninjas, whereas in like Dark Souls and and Bloodborne, you're fighting a lot of mythical beasts and different things. And it just it worked better in terms of design enemies, in my opinion. I think that because of all that, because of the way that they've. They combined the best of everything that they've done in the past and then made it better. 
And then the world interconnectivity is is some of the greatest that I've actually seen them do. I, you know, I liked the way they did it in Bloodborne. I liked it. And Dark Souls 3 did it even better than Bloodborne in terms of the what I always call the Dark Souls backtracking where, you know, you get to an area and then you open a locked door and holy shit, I'm back in the tutorial area. How did this happen? Like <laughs> there, there, there was a door in the tutorial that wasn't that couldn't open it from one side. And then you get to an area like 70 percent of the way through the game and then you're back in the tutorial area, which is exactly how it happens in Sekiro. You get back to that area to go through it and then you know to eventually make your way to the final area i might i was like so surprised when that happened it was it was a fun game this uh definitely right now sitting at the top of my personal game of the year list for 2019 uh i i don't think it'll survive till the end of the year at the top but maybe it will did you beat it i beat it 100 percent. okay yep I, right. even, I even went back and did the two optional bosses sean you went you went back though and played uh you didn't necessarily go old school but you also went old school in terms of cer- certain things like frank did but you went back to one of your faves this week you know what I, I play this game more often than not for short little bursts. And I just, I, I clock in, you know, I do a little bit of work and I leave, you know? And so this week, you know, Stardew Valley came back on online. And, and I really just, once you've played the game for a while, you kind of start to lose interest in certain things, but it is fun to come back from time to time. And that's where I'm at now. So my wife and I, we play the game. Oh, you guys play together? Sometimes. I mean, we have a save that we share on the oh, Switch. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And um, and so we kind of just, you know, check it out and, and see what the other person's doing from time to time. And and I really enjoy going in there and seeing, like, what the farm has been up to and, and everything. And, and, and that's kind of where I was this week. I have that itch maybe where I'm waiting for Animal Crossing to drop. and Creepy. You know, I'm kind of still looking into, uh, like, you know, my time at Porsche and I want to see what that's all going to be like. Which and, and is so uh, two weeks away. My time at Porsche. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I've been looking at it. I've been looking at it. And uh, so, you know, honestly, I just have that itch right now where if I could, I would probably log into like the Sims or something too, and just play those types of games. I don't know why, but every once in a while I get, I get a, a wild hair for, for just a little Sim or, or a farm Sim. And, and so is it on top of your head? I don't, I don't necessarily see it. It's looks, nope. It's still, bald. I, I got a it's, couple of wild hairs it's, up there. It's, it's still bald for the most part. It's still bald for the most part. I got one hair that's strong and it's right up front and we call it the unicorn hair. And it's just like, <laughs> it's just freaking there. It's like letting people know that we will not give up without a fight. It's the Bill Pullman <laughs> of my head. Maybe, maybe you know? you're a mythical, magical creature. Maybe I am. You know what? Some some say. Do not rule that out. They also say love is a river. We all we only do see you at certain times. It's like you only appear at certain points. So yeah, it's not like a Pokemon. We we were about to sing the rose to us because I, I caught the reference. Some say love. Oh. <laughs> hey, you know what though? I really enjoy Stardew Valley for what it is, but more often than not, I find myself missing the game because. Um, Maybe, maybe for me, I, I'm kind of burnt out on it, even though they keep bringing up new content and doing new things. And I need to check that. But they've only released those updates on the PC, if I'm not mistaken. Most of them have only been PC. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, for the Switch version, I'm kind of just like, eh, you know, I, maybe I'm a little tapped. I do own the game on PC. I wish that the saves were somehow linked to where I could play on different platforms. But I understand for patching purposes how that's not possible. It would be nice to be able to at least bring your farm layout. 
from another save if you can sync up. I'm surprised they actually didn't do that. Like that, that is something that actually does surprise me a little bit. You know, maybe maybe Concerned Ape is listening and, you know, we love you, man. Just make it happen, baby. On top of the other 52 things you got going on. But <laughs> yeah, you know what? It was it was a good time this week. I logged in. I checked it out. I, I, I got my I got mine and then I took off. So it was good. All right. Well, Frank, game challenge update. I know you played a lot of Always Awakening. Did you finish anything this week? No, I was really, really trying to beat Always Awakening. Like I said, I'm at the last boss, so. Okay, so close. you still are at uh, 14 games. You should be at 13 as of this week. So if you don't finish anything again this week, which I know you'll finish Always Awakening this no, week. Finish, but, uh, that, yeah. If you don't finish anything this week, you'll be uh, you'll be tied for what you should be at. So you got to get to stepping. Come on now. Come on now. Don't you don't you worry. I, I, there's no, really nothing coming out this week, so uh, I'll, I'll get some games going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there really there actually is nothing coming out. Which we're going to find out here shortly. But uh, I only finished one game this week. I finished Sekiro Shadows Die Twice, which takes me up to 31 games. I should be at 26 games. I'm at 31 games, so I'm still ahead of where I need to be. Um, I'll probably finish a couple things this week because there's really, as you mentioned, there's really nothing major coming out right now. You know what I do want to finish this week? Yoshi's Crafted World. I want to play the shit out of uh-huh. that game this weekend and, and next week or this this actual week because uh, I have it already. I got I bought the game uh, mistakenly bought the game, but I have it. I own it. <laughs> you're going to do Amazon trade in on it once you're done. <laughs> no, I'll probably just end up, I'll probably just end up keeping it. I, I forgot. To, I was going to actually just rent it, but I forgot to cancel my Amazon pre-order that I did before I lost my uh, the before they took away the 20 percent off thing for pre-orders. I pre-ordered everything that was coming out in the future and uh, canceled most of them. But this is one of the ones I actually forgot to cancel. And then I got the notification on Thursday night that it shipped. And I was like, well, damn, I forgot to cancel that one. <laughs> so I own, the, I own the game. So I'll be playing that a lot this week. But uh, yeah, it's time for some release dates and adjustments. We had a ton Ooh. of things get confirmed this week because of PAX East. But I want to start off with the fun thing that we do each month. And that's called Xbox Live Games with Gold versus PlayStation Plus free games for the month of April 2019. For Xbox Live Games with Gold on Xbox One, we're getting the Technomancer which is available all month and outcast second contact, which is available April 16th to May 15th over on Xbox 360 with backwards compatibility on Xbox one is star Wars battlefront two available from April 1st to April 15th and Tom Clancy's ghost recon advanced Warfighter available April 16th to April 30th on PlayStation plus free games for the month of April, 2019 available for the entire month on PS4 is Conan Exiles and The Surge. What are we going to go with in terms of the winner for April 2019? Tough month, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, I have my personal pick. I have my personal pick. I'll give it to Microsoft. I'm giving it to Microsoft, too. Whew. I actually was going to say uh, Sony because uh, I, I really do enjoy Conan Exiles for the small amount of time that we put into it, Sean, with our with our buddy Tack. And then uh, The Surge is actually a fun game as well. But I, so here's, that means Xbox wins though because you guys outweigh me. So especially Frank outweighs me a lot. I don't think it's yeah, a yeah, problem. Dude, podcast. <laughs> dude, we gotta sell the shirt eventually, so we gotta make sure it gets mentioned at least once an episode. You, you know, for me, honestly, Conan Exiles, great game, not a good game for a short term. And, and I and I don't say that in a bad way. It's just usually you have to have friends to play on this and really enjoy it. Are you and saying? Are you saying you don't gonna, have friends? I don't. I don't have any friends. Um, no, for me, if you're just going to log in and like play it for a little bit on free pass, you're not going to get the full extent of the game because it's going to take you forever to build things and do things on your own. So I, that's the only reason why I downloaded it. Otherwise, Sony probably would have won for me. 
because the surge looks awesome anyways. The surge, the surge is really a fun game. The surge is really, really a fun game. Frank, why did you give it to Microsoft? Yes, yeah, so I gave it to Microsoft because I think Battlefront 2 is probably one of the better games for looking at the entire list of games that's going on there. Wow. And that's even on Xbox 360. The original Battlefront 2, huh? Not the uh, <laughs> not the new Battlefront 2. Real Battlefront 2. Plus, plus Ghost Recon 2 is a good game, too. Ghost Recon 2 is OK. Ghost Recon 2 is OK. Um, I, I, I honestly, I, I don't know the surge. This is why, you know, like. I, I, I just couldn't give it the PlayStation. I'm, I'm assuming it's a good game. I enjoy it. I, I definitely enjoy it. And Conan, ooh, they sent me a sticker. Conan Exiles is, a, like I said, it, it, it's a fun game too. But uh, I don't know. Uh, Microsoft wins though, because like I said, you guys actually both picked it. So there you go. I think I think Microsoft needs some help lately. So I'm willing to give them a little push. So yeah, congratulations to uh, Microsoft for winning the uh, winning the competition this month. Let's do some actual release dates now. Frank, there you go. Falcon Age launches on Douglas! April 9th for PS4. And it's actually, uh, I think it can be played on PS4 without PSVR, but uh, definitely, definitely want to play that in PSVR. Can't wait to hear your impressions on that. Uh, Corpse Party, Sweet Sachiko's Hysteric Birthday Bash launches on April 10th for PC. Jessica is currently playing this for review, so look for her review soon on uh, leveldowngames.com. Table of Tales, The Crooked Crown launches on April 16th for PlayStation VR. Heaven's Vault launches on April 16th for PC and PS4. Dreams launches on April 16th in early access for PS4. Is that, re- is that really happening? <laughs> Finally happening, but and they they stressed it early access. The game okay. is never fully officially releasing, dude. That game is never fully officially releasing. Jupiter and Mars launches on April 22nd for PS4. Looks great. Observation launches on May 21st for PC and PS4. Everybody's Golf VR launches on May 21st for PSVR. Frank, I hope you pick that up. Uh, Hot Shots Golf is a super fun game, so it'd be really cool to see how it is, how it works in VR. Dollhouse launches on May 24th for PC and PS4. Is Dollhouse based upon the TV show or no? No. Dollhouse is oh, like, okay. uh, like I don't know, is Dollhouse a horror show on TV? No. no. Okay, like yeah. No, this is a, this is like a, a horror game, so no, then it's not based on it. Blood and Truth launches on May 28th for PlayStation VR. Kingdom Come Deliverance Royal Edition launches on May 28th for PC, PS4, Xbox One. Trover Saves the Universe launches on May 31st for PlayStation 4. That's coming. That's from the uh, Rick and Morty guys. Vacation Simulator launches on June 18th for PlayStation VR. Mini Mech Mayhem launches on June 18th for PlayStation VR. Wolfenstein Youngblood launches on July 26th for PlayStation. Uh, I'm sorry, for PC, Nintendo Switch, PS4, and Xbox One. Uh, look for Frank and I's co-op playthrough of that soon. Hell well, not yeah. soon, but soon after the game comes out in July. In, in July <laughs> exactly. Uh, Frank, here you go as well. Wolfenstein Cyberpilot launches on July 26th for PC and PlayStation VR. Crystar launches on August 27th for PC and PS4. Let me tell you something about Crystar. This is a game. It's a obscure one of those obscure JRPGs that I love. And the entire point of the game is to cry. Can't wait for it. Finally, the Sega Genesis Mini comes out on September 19th. Dude, my butt hurts. What? Come on, man. I don't want to hear about that again. Not again. No, 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 man. Look, look. I've been stuck in this crappy chair forever. Oh, 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 we're talking about your chair. Okay. Well, in that case, let me tell you a little something about OP Seat. They carefully combined cold molded foam and their sturdy metal frame, sturdy metal frame, to each chair they manufacture to create an incredibly comfortable and long-lasting seat. Sean, I kid you not. This is the same leather. You can walk out your door right now. You can can huff it down five miles to your local car dealership, and you could find the same leather in high-end cars. It's durable yet soft. And let me tell you, 
so freaking nice. It sounds like you're just making stuff up, dude. Don't don't even try to hype me over here. Come on, dude. I, I'm all I'm trying to get you excited. I'm telling you with OP seat, you can even set the angle of your seat base up to 12 whole degrees, Sean, 12 degrees off parallel to give you the perfect position at your desk. Plus, I'm telling you, I tried this. The chair, it reclines all the way back, baby. If you want the back of your head touching the floor, you can make that happen. But the best part is, I'm telling you right now, the best part is these ergonomic pillows. The headrest and lumbar support pillows are adjustable to provide support exactly where you need it most. And if you don't need it, hey, guess what? They're removable too. Seriously, you'll thank me later. But best of all, Sean, your butt's gonna thank me later. Sounds like you can't go wrong with OP Seat, the official gaming chair of Level Down Games. Check them out over at OPC.com and make your butt as happy as mine today. We would normally be transitioning now to the new releases for the week of April 1st. But as we briefly mentioned there earlier in the show, there is nothing releasing this week. We have no new games releasing that are worth talking about. So we're going to include a quick little bonus discussion here for you. As I just as I just mentioned, the Sega Genesis Mini was announced by Sega this past week, and it is coming on September 19th. It's going to cost approximately $80. Actually, it's going to cost exactly $80. They already confirmed it for the version which is releasing here in North America, which is the one that comes bundled with two controllers. Over in Japan, they're releasing one with uh, one controller and one with two controllers, but they're being nice and just doing one version here for us. The Sega Genesis Mini uses HDMI video output and is powered via USB, much like the Nintendo Classic consoles, and all cables are included in the box. Sega said that it's going to have 40 games built in, of which 10 have been announced so far. They are Sonic the Hedgehog, Echo the Dolphin, Shining Force, Castlevania Bloodlines, Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine, Gunstar Heroes, Comics Zone, Toe Jam and Earl, Space Harrier 2, and Altered Beast. Now, we already do know that the US and European versions of the Sega Genesis Mini are going to include different games from the Japanese version because we saw the Japanese list and they have things like Puyo Puyo Su and Wrestle Ball and things that, you know, I wasn't entirely sure what they were on on their version. Uh, they, instead of Vampire, instead of Castlevania Bloodlines, it was Vampire Killer. So they had different things on their on their version. So there's going to be some differences between the two, much like there's differences between the Nintendo classic consoles and Japan and the US. But I want to know from you two, are you hyped for the Sega Genesis Mini and will you be buying it in September? Yes. Uh, in fact, as soon as the pre-order is up, I don't know if it's up yet, but uh, I want to get it on that. I didn't see them up yet. No. So I'll be keeping a lo- I'll keep an eye out for pre-order because I feel like this is going to be the big thing for uh, Christmas. I think so, too. And uh, I, I am a huge Sega Genesis fan. And I know you are as well, Frank. Well, Genesis does what Nintendo don't. That was the that was the popular thing to say back in the 90s. Yeah, but blast processing, bro. Blast processing. Exactly. But I was a huge fan of Super Nintendo. I mean, I probably preferred SNES over Genesis, but I was a massive Sega fan and I have to own this. I literally have to own this. So I'm buying it for sure as well. Sean, what about you? I think I want to get it. You know, for me, honestly, all of these new classic consoles coming out, I have to start being selective on which ones I want to get. So, you know, back in the day, to me, the pinnacle of gaming for Sean was Super Nintendo Sega Genesis era. It, yeah. it just was. And, and the reason why was because they had so many new concepts coming out every time they released a game that it was always fresh. You know, when you got to like PlayStation and Nintendo 64 and stuff, hey, gaming was still awesome. 
but a lot of the new discovery aspects of the the concepts from games came from Super Nintendo, and I loved that. It was the first time I saw certain things like you know RPGs and and uh, fighter games or like you know the the beat 'em ups and stuff. And I just thought that was super cool because I was too young to experience them on the NES. And by the time you know Super Nintendo came out, it was more realistic to just play that instead of. So anyways, and granted, the Super Nintendo did have better versions of what we saw on the NES, like yes. in terms of you specifically mentioned JRPGs and RPGs like there weren't that many good ones on the Nintendo besides Final Fantasy no. and Dragon Warrior or slash Dragon Quest. Right. And, and, you know, honestly, for me, Zelda on Super Nintendo was leagues better than NES. Yes, 100 percent, 100 percent. You know, it's, so it's, it's like the best that. Zelda game of all it, time. It is the second best Zelda game of all time. <laughs> we do this all the Let time. That marinate. We, we do that the, marinate. We do it all the time. We every, every time we mention it, we do it every single time. It's a running gag. <laughs> Ocarina of Time is better, though. I also Oops. love a link to the past the most, but. Um, oh, my blocks. God. We outweighed it. We win. I got to check. I got to check with Kyle. I don't know what he would go with. Yeah, he'll tell you that Ocarina of Time's better. He will. There so. you go. Back to Tide. Um, back to Tide. Back to Tide. Back he's going to say Majora's Mask, so we're going to keep it how it is. <laughs> he's going to say Skyward Sword. <laughs> no, then he would agree with Frank, and that would be the official one. My God, that would be a tragedy. Ooh, ooh. Uh, back, back to Sega, anyways. Um, I, I'm stoked for this, but I need to see more games come out. There are games on this that I wish that are on there now, like Vector Man, I think, has got to be on Vector there. Man is a huge one that's missing right now. Yeah, I actually put together a couple games on the list that I actually am surprised weren't included in the initial They're 10 not. revealed. Uh, Vector Man being one of them. I think Vector Man needs to be on there. But there are some games on there that I'm stoked for already, like Altered Beast was good. Yep. Uh, I, I really dig Echo the Dolphin. Oh, I know a lot so of people. Good. No, Echo's fantastic. Come on now. A lot of people slept on that game, but they shouldn't have. Shining and Force, I think the reason why Shining Force, come on, Shining Force. Yeah, yeah. You know, these games were not super popular w- when the game system came out, in my opinion. Like all of my friends were like, oh, Echo looks so stupid. And it's because <laughs> were they Mexican? No, no. <laughs> I, um, you know, honestly, it's just there's no dialogue. There's nothing to give you direction. You just go. That game was so cool. It was Journey before Journey was a thing, dude. It, it was. It was really good. And um, I'm, I'm excited to, to see some games with adult eyes because I feel like as kids, we couldn't appreciate them for what they were. You know, it makes sense for me. Yeah. You know, what's really glaringly missing there. What's that? Golden Axe. Golden Axe, for sure. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Maybe even throw the whole trilogy, one, two and three. Uh, no, I don't want that. And I don't want them to do that. Like, I don't want them to take up spots. I want them to pick the best of the best in terms of like games from trilogy, like series and stuff like you. Yeah, we're getting Sonic the Hedgehog and I, I'm willing to bet we're going to get Sonic 2 and Sonic 3. But that's Sonic. That's flagship Sega for those types of games. I, I'm hoping that they just choose one. Like we're, we're only getting in terms that we know we're only getting Shining Force. We're not getting the other Shining Forces, at least I. And again, that's what I want. I want there just to be one because I want 40 different experiences on this thing. So, so, you're, so you're saying then go Shinobi 3 instead of getting like Shadow Dancer? Correct. Go Road Rash 2 instead of Road Rash. Go the better of the versions. See, now, now, I don't like that because uh, so I, like I, want, I want Panic on Funkatron on there as well. Yes, I guess we could argue on that, but Panic on Funkatron isn't that great. Here's the problem. We can talk about this all day long, but they've already released Sega Genesis compilations. 
Like this unofficially, is new. unofficially, yes. In terms of a mini console, there's five volumes of it out right now. Well, in terms of a mini console, but they do they have released like games of compilations in the past. There is literally a website called GenesisClassics.Sega.com releasing on the Nintendo Switch has 50 retro Sega favorites. Yes. Yeah, that's 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 a game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Many of those games that we're talking about that we want on this classic are on this collection. Yeah. What is going to stop me as a consumer from paying $80 for the classic when I could just buy it on the Switch if I don't care about using the Genesis controller? You get that collectible thing, dude. That's exactly what I told Frank about the yeah, NES classic and Super Nintendo classic. You're literally paying for that collectible mini version of the Genesis. That's all it is. That's the selling point. It, it, it is a good selling point because the Genesis was actually a really cool system to look at and, and enjoy. And I think that the controller was really revolutionary with the six uh, pad. But honestly, like this is a this is a hard thing to overcome. When you look at the NES Classic and you look at the Super Nintendo Classic. Yes, those games are out and you can get them, but they were ROMs. You had to illegally download and use them to do it unless you own the cartridge. And then, of course, you can use it, I guess, in some people's eyes. But this right here is you can buy it like you can buy Genesis stuff already. I could go to Target right now and get a knockoff Genesis that they're selling with games loaded on. it. Yeah, I think they're released by like at games or something like that. Yeah, but what's going to be the difference? You know, at the end of the day, they're allowed to do it. Sega would have sued them and they would have pulled it from the shelves if it wasn't allowed. Right. Right. I think Sega signed off on it, but this is official Sega now. Like this is them making it, doing it. And uh, shout out to our boy Yuzo Koshiro composing the menu music for the Genesis. Well, that mini. might do it already. Come on that now. Might be the, some the new, winner, some yeah. new Yuzo Koshiro getting in here and co- composing the menu music. I'm sold. I'll pay 80 bucks for that alone. I just want to sit down and play Eternal Champions with a friend. That's all, that's all I ask. Not included yet, though, on the uh, on the list. I don't know who I have to, who I have to message to make that happen, but I can you, make that happen. You know what else is weirdly missing include because Yuzo Koshiro is doing the menu music? Streets of Rage. Yeah. yeah. And again, what? I would probably have to say Streets of Rage 2 over Streets of Rage if they were just going to do one of each. But really, both of those games deserve to be on the list. And they'll probably throw an RPG or two on there, too. You're probably going to be on Oasis or, or Fantasy Star 4. Actually, those I was going to say either Beyond Oasis or Fantasy Star 4 would probably be the fantasy. And now there are other fantasy stars uh, or, 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 Legend of, or Legend of Zelda. I mean, Landstalker, maybe. But no, I mean, Fantasy Star 4 probably is the better choice of all the fantasy stars released in English to to, to include on that one. It's probably the better one. Uh, Beyond Oasis, I'd love to see on there. What about Pulse Man? Uh, yeah, I think Pulse Man yeah. might make it. I think there's several. I, I think there's several you're, games you're, that are. You're, 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 you're going to get the standard fare if, if they do, when they, they put it out. It's going to be like Decap Attack, Dynamite, Heady. The other things we get on every single collection. I hope not. I would like to see something different because this is officially being done by Sega. So we'll have to see. Uh, we'll be keeping an eye on it. It is coming out, obviously, as we mentioned in September, September 19th here. Uh, and, and it is worldwide as well. That's not just here. But uh, I, I think this is a must purchase for fans of Sega just to have that little mini dude, just to have the little mini Genesis. It's awesome. It's great. Can't wait. Uh, Frank, guess what got announced last week? Uh, it seems like my hopes and prayers are listened to by the higher powers. So um, I would like the winning lottery ticket. Is, has it been hit yet? Is it up to 800 million or whatever? Did it's, it, it's up there. Yeah. Did anyone win? Because I saw it was at 750 the other day. Uh, I don't play, so I don't really keep an eye on it too much. You have to be in it to win it, Brian. Uh, yeah. And, and I'm not <laughs> entirely sure. That gearbox is in it to win it with this. Uh, Borderlands 3 
was announced last now. week at PAX East. Tactical issues aside from the conference at PAX East, which that was, let me tell you, one of the messiest, if not the messiest press conference I've ever seen in my life. This is Konami D3 levels of bad. Like there was technical issues, weird things like uh, Randy Pitchford doing magic tricks through the show. And it was it was just weird. It was very, very weird. But I'm not entirely convinced that Borderlands 3 is going to be amazing like everyone else is. Or I should say like the fans of Borderlands are. Because people like people that are going into this objectively, like journalists and people that don't really care about Borderlands, but, you know, they get hyped for things. It's more or less the same than what we're seeing from Borderlands. And Borderlands 2 really was pretty much an expansion of Borderlands 1. Like Borderlands 2 didn't do anything different. Borderlands 2 didn't really do anything different. It it should have been an expansion. And I kind of am getting the feeling that Borderlands 3 might be along the same lines. I don't know, Frank. You're probably the biggest Borderlands fan here out of all of us. So talk to me about this. Why are you excited for Borderlands 3 based on the trailer we saw? Honest answer? Walking guns. I knew you were going to say that, too. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that stupid little gun with the stupid little legs running down the thing shooting. <laughs> I mean, I'm a big Borderlands guy. It's, I, I think I said it's probably one of my favorite games to play with friends. Cause just jump in, just shoot and loot. You know, it's, it's what it is. It's... Uh, I, I like to run into the tank and my and brick was there playing the saxophone all sassy. I like that was the best part of the trailer. 100% <laughs> that sweet, sexy sax solo. Oh, my God. The four S's, the, the quadruple S sweet, sexy sax solo. I like that. I mean, <laughs> it's everything I've asked for. It's it's a brand new Borderlands, just taking it and ramping it up. I saw big giant like mech suits and stuff and over a billion guns. That is cool. A billion guns is cool if they stick to that. Like, oh well, because it's 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 the guns and it's different permutations. Exactly, like different customization options. That, you know, like with a scope, without a scope is one gun, two guns type thing. Like, yeah. you know, it's exactly how it goes. So then, then you have like you have, you have poison, you have corrosive, Correct. electric fire. Yeah. yeah. So so yeah, all different versions. I'm in. I mean, I I actually just purchased Borderlands Two VR. I haven't played it yet. I just, I just, I just, I just bought Borderlands 2 VR because I've been saying, I hope that game comes out. It's been out. It's, it's, it's been out. Yeah. You mentioned it on the, uh, was it the podcast BG mania that you mentioned it or was it max level? I don't remember exactly which one it was because they all blend together to me. I think it was, uh, I think think it was max level last week. It may have been. Yeah. Oh, because I mentioned that there was a tease for, uh, for Borderlands 3 getting announced last week and you said you just wanted Borderlands 2 VR. Yeah. What, What actually was really cool as well, but you know, just a little aside from Borderlands 3 for a second, they announced that the, uh, expansions for borderlands 2 vr would be coming out for free this summer uh, all existing dlc so that includes uh captain scarlet and her pirate's booty mr torg's campaign of carnage sir hammerlock's big game hunt and tiny tina's assault on dragon keep all coming to borderlands 2 vr and playstation vr for free this summer so uh that, that's actually pretty cool and uh frank you'll have to let us know after you play it what you think of borderlands 2 vr because that's something we haven't talked about in the show in the past that's something I'll be doing over the weekend uh, after beating All Was Awakening. <laughs> so maybe you can talk about that next week if you don't have a chance but, to play but, Dead what Cells. Was, what was the, now, what was the issue with Borderlands 3? Because I, I thought that it looked awesome. Like, yes. Well, what's everyone's issue? But you you saw the trailer in, in the initial way that you were supposed to see it. Uh, the One of the, the initial issue with it was that it was running at about three frames per second because they were having technical issues at PAX East. So and and that's not just Borderlands 3. Everything that they tried to show in terms of trailer footage, like the uh, the Borderlands Game of the Year edition 
or the Borderlands 2 uh, or the Handsome Collection 4K texture updates that they announced. Every trailer that they showed was literally running in three frames per second. So you had people in the audience yelling, use VLC, use VLC, because they were using Windows Media Player. And, uh, uh, and I don't even think that was the issue, but they were they were just having some serious issues. But the main issue with Borderlands 3 is that it just it just seems like another expansion to Borderlands. Like they, they're not doing things different. They just are doing more of the same every single time. And that's why I'm I'm not sold on Borderlands 3 yet, because Aside from the locales that we saw on the trailer for Borderlands 3, which the actual environments look gorgeous. I will give them that the actual landscapes that we saw, the visuals, you know, that mountainous area, the swampy looking area, all the different landscapes and environments that it looks like we get to explore in Borderlands 3 look phenomenal. But everything else looks the same. Sean, what do you think? You know, honestly, I thought the same thing. And then. The the number one thing that piqued my interest was worlds. Yes. Like plural. And I thought, wow, you know, that sounds pretty cool because in the past, Borderlands has just felt like I was in the Mojave Desert. Yeah, very, and, and very that desert. That's all it was. Very desert. You know, and so for me, that sounds really cool because maybe that opens up a lot of different elements to the game that we missed out on. Now, that being said, a Borderlands game is a Borderlands game. It's not going to change. It's not going to be like a top down, you know, GTA one style shooter. Now it's it is a 3D looter shooter and you go in expecting exactly what you've gotten for the last eight, 10 years is just the same graphics, the same cell shading, the same type of engine. And it's just flat out meant to be fun. And, and that's it. Hopefully the story is you know good enough to where it keeps you invested. But really, the strength of the game, in my opinion, is multiplayer looter shooter. And, and, and you can experience it enough to enjoy it because of all the customization you can do with your guns. But, you know, armor and, and things like that, it really takes a back seat to just making it all about the weapon you're using. And, and you know, the class system is cool in Borderlands, but for the most part, in my opinion, the tank class is the best. And then you get into like maybe the siren and then like the guy in the back shooting the gun is always last in these types of games, um, like the sniper class or whatever that dude was. So to me, if they can add some more flavor to the t- to the classes and make them, uh, you know, a little more viable, depending on the environment that you play in, because let's face it, if you play Borderlands solo, it's not that fun of a game. Borderlands solo is not fun at all. I tried playing it solo. Borderlands sucks solo. <laughs> I yeah. love playing with friends. That's my only thing. I'm I'm a little scared playing Borderlands 2 VR because no one's be playing that with me. Well, I don't think it was designed to be played like multiplayer, but but Borderlands itself was designed to be played multiplayer, but I don't think the VR was. So I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe it's not that great. I don't know. Um. That being said, though, Sean, you did say that you thought Borderlands 3 was potentially a, a must purchase. Yeah, I, I do. I really do. And why is that? There there has to be something that's different. And I think this time around, they're willing to explore the entire franchise. So when we got into two, we only saw a couple callbacks to one. That's why, in my opinion, it wasn't a true expansion pack because really they focused on all new players. And then you just saw like the people that, you know, you're used to seeing in town with the shops and, you know, Claptrap and all that. but 
um, for the most part, the characters were different and the story was, you know, a little different. And I want to see, I want to see like a, a melding together of all of that into three, but I also want to see them introduce new ways to enjoy Borderlands, which I think they can do. I really do. I, I think class customization at a higher level needs to be done. And it wouldn't even surprise me if they honestly just, you know, changed a couple things about the classes to make them even better. That would be cool. So it, there is potential there. Now, is it is it Anthem or Destiny level? I don't think so. I really don't. I think those games have a way better way of keeping you invested I in your customization. I hope it's better than Anthem. I hope it's better I than Anthem. So Come too. on now. Anthem, if they better not barely, have- Anthem barely even plays. Crackdown yeah. 3 is better than Anthem. <laughs> Well, I disagree. I disagree with that. Crackdown 3 is a miserable experience. Is, is, is there any problems running Crackdown 3? I think not. I actually think so. I've heard a lot about them. <laughs> you know, I'll tell you honestly, Anthem, for me, the saving grace was the customization. That was cool. The, the, the immersion in the game and being able to make it your own and really play the classes differently was the best part. Yeah. So I want Borderlands 3 to borrow from that. I think EA got one thing right. You can take a tank class and you can play it as a as a bruiser or you could play it as a shooter from far away. You can do different things with the dynamics. That's what I want to see. If they're not going to do it, don't bother. If you're just going to release Borderlands 3 and it's the same game, you won't see me get it. But as we find out more about the game and, and see more press kits and stuff, hopefully they highlight some things that we weren't expecting and that'll really boost it for me. The good news is 2019 is a down year. It is. And so if it comes out this year, it's going to dominate just because of name brand recognition and, you know, the wide availability that the platform is. Right. So we'll see if they do cross platform play with it. That would be amazing. Mm -hmm. Agreed. That would be that would be tip top for me. And they didn't actually say you met you. You hit it right there. They didn't actually say when this game was coming out. Now, I will say they they did let us know that we will find out more information on Wednesday, April 3rd. We're going to be finding out more information in two days time. So everything that we're talking about here on the show today could be null and void or totally different. Once we find out more information on Wednesday, maybe they're going to announce the release date Wednesday. I don't know. I highly doubt it. But they're probably going to at least dive more into certain things we can expect in terms of story, in terms of gameplay. I have to assume that's what's going to be shown on Wednesday. I think this game, Randy Pitchford said they've been working on it for the past five years. We just they they just haven't shown it, but they were they've been working on it in secrecy. But I mean, secrecy, quote unquote, because we all knew they were doing it. They weren't they weren't working on Colonial Marines, too, but they were doing this for the past five years. So there's potential this game comes out in 2019 as a fall title. And if it does, you're absolutely right, Sean. Uh, the fall right now, in terms of what we know, very bare, very dry. Uh, there, there's potential for games to come out like Last of Us Part Two in this fall, but there's no guarantee because they, they still seem so far away and we're not hearing anything on them. Now, let's be clear. When we talk about 2019 being a down year, we're excluding Nintendo. Because Nintendo never competes with these guys. I don't know. That is true. I don't know if people consider that. But when you're talking about Nintendo, the market for Nintendo audience barely crosses over into the hardcore gamer platform landscape. And Borderlands 3 isn't coming on on the Switch anyway. It's not coming on the Switch. Right. Right. So when we're talking about PC, Xbox, PS, you're looking at these platforms. It's dry. 
And I think Randy knows that. And so he's probably going to try to push to get this out as quick as he can. Yeah. That's why they that's why they announced it when they didn't know the, the release date or anything like that, because now's the time. So look for more details to come by E3, in my opinion, and look for a release date later in the year, maybe Q4. Yeah, I I could easily see this October, easily see this October and it killing and it doing great this fall. Um, We know there's no Assassin's Creed this year. Ubisoft already said, you know, we're skipping Assassin's Creed this year, which is generally an October release. They're skipping it. They're uh, they're they're going to be focusing on the next gen Assassin's Creed, which is coming in 2020 cross platform with both PS5, Xbox, Scarlet and uh, PS, PS, PS4 and Xbox One. I'm sure it'll be all on, on all of them, but still um, yeah, Stadia, probably you know, yeah, blah, blah, Stadia, blah. probably not Apple Arcade, though. They have some great potential to to just kill it this fall. And, and you're right. I do think Randy Pitchford knows that. And it was announced at the this seemingly this is like the old Bethesda model we talked about. Uh, on on flavor text last week where, you know, you you announce a game within six to nine months of it releasing and there's just enough time to do marketing. There's just enough time to get people hyped and then the game is out and you're playing it. And then the hype train just keeps rolling based off that alone, especially if the game is good. Let me paint a picture here and then I want to get Frank's reaction to it. We'll see if it's if it's stupid or not. I'm going to sit back. Imagine a scenario where. 80% of Borderlands 3 is done. Okay. Mm-hmm. Typically five-year mark, big game like this, finishing touches, right? What if they release the game undone this year? <laughs> and not, you would laugh, but other companies do this, right? All the time. Fallout 76. Really? Exactly. Five. Yeah. Release the game undone. Release the subsequent worlds and other content, if it flows with the story as expansions for free, you can get it out this year. People are stoked they don't have to pay for the rest of the content. You could do it. Is that crazy? It's not crazy because it's, it's done all the time. Do I like it? Absolutely not. But do you think that Gearbox would do it? Yeah. If the game is 80 to 90% done, and they know they can capitalize on a crap year and get a ton of sales, in 2019. I think that's the only reason. Yeah. That's the only reason they do it this year. If they, if that is the case that they do. That is my fear because Gearbox is no stranger to expansion packs. Right. Yeah. I can make the argument that all of the expansion packs being released on this Borderlands 2 VR should have probably been in the game when they released Borderlands 2. Because I'm going to be honest, Borderlands 2, very dry, very vanilla. Once you got to a high enough level, you were disinvested in the game. Like you need these different parts of the game to appeal to different people. And these DLCs might give it that extra spice that people need to keep it going. If you release Borderlands 3 Q4 this year and then you drop the next expansion pack for free Q1 2020, I think you're golden. And it's just like the world's that probably realistically should have already been included in the base game. That's what I'm getting at. Exactly. And it's the quest that should have been there, but they're just, you know, as you said, they're just pushing it out to capitalize on what ends up being, or could end up being a down year. It's possible. The only reason why I'm saying this is because when your conference literally has you exploring different sections of the promo art, you're in trouble. That's true. And, and let's face it, 
I don't care who you are. You can make the coolest promo poster in the world and show me different intricate parts of it. They danced around this game so hard. I did not care about that. I wanted to see more of the game. And at least if you're not going to show me gameplay or content, show me designs. Talk to me about like new things that they're working on. Wet my whistle a little bit. and They didn't do it. That's why I think you're doubtful. And that's why I'm a doubtful is because you look at this. There's nothing new. That's the scary part. Yeah. Do we have guns with legs? Uh, <laughs> now, yeah, but now, you know, again, that was scary. Again, April 3rd, Wednesday, they're going to have more information. So a lot of our fears could be, you know, diminished, so to speak, after they announce some new things. Let me ask you this, though. Let me let me ask, pose the question. What is the benefit to going on a big stage like PAX? Zero. Broadcasted everywhere <laughs> and crapping the bed just to come back on the third and do a webcam yeah. of, hey, guys, look at this. You have to hit it when you announce it. And if you're not, most gamers are going to look at it and automatically go, no, I'm good. And that's exactly what's happening right now, except except for the hardcore. And now Gearbox is going to join the ever growing list of people who are not going to do conferences anymore. Yeah, probably well, they shouldn't. They, def- they definitely shouldn't. Sean was saying that, you know, that was that was a, just a, a tragedy of a thing to watch. Just, you know, d- having experience in that field. <laughs> let, let me be clear on this. It is Gearbox's fault that that conference sucked. And I'll tell you the video issues like I understand that I do. But the magic and the celebrities and all that stuff on the stage brought nothing to the game. It had nothing to do with the game. Yeah, and I don't, I don't mind seeing Darshell Stevens on stage, but there was no I reason for her up there. there for? <laughs> There's no reason to be up there. She was there to be part of a magic trick. She was vanilla. Like, she didn't even do anything. She was just like half, you know, she picked a card. Yeah. You could have had Joe from the audience do it, and he probably would have been just as hyped. You know, I'm not complaining to be a negative. That Joe we know? I don't know. I mean, he would be awesome, but yeah. <laughs> just anybody. You, Rick from third row. It's like, yeah, I'm so happy to be here. Like, Whoa! you could have had him up Rick there. Woo! <laughs> you know, no, honestly, I'm not trying to be negative, but it just was scary to watch. You know, it, it was more about Gearbox as a company and less about their game. And that's never a good sign. Right. That's never a good sign. You know, Nintendo has the market cornered on being a personable company. They, they come out with all these different people from their company and they're always announcing things. They're always happy to be there. They're always like, hey, I'm doing this for you. Like, that's great. But if you just try to shoehorn that into your one conference, it comes off disingenuous. Like, hey, here's all these smoke and mirrors. By the way, here's my sparkly shirt that has a three on the back. <laughs> you know, it, it, it doesn't make me feel like your game's going to be good. It makes me feel like you're just trying to get me excited to buy it. Show me why your game's good. And, I, and, and then I'm totally there. But a lot of that frill that he injected in that, it is just painful to watch. It, it hurt a little bit inside because I was like, great, this is going to be bad. It's, this is going to hurt. It still feels like it's so far away because they ended their conference with a reveal trailer. The trailer we saw, that was a reveal trailer. First time we've seen it. That's how right. they ended the show. For a game that's been supposedly in development for five years, you can't show show. anything else. It should have started the show. And then you build throughout the show with gameplay and different things like 
there was zero gameplay. Now, again, I keep saying this. There could be gameplay on Wednesday. We could be seeing gameplay on the third. But why wouldn't you show that when you had 215 fucking thousand people watching your conference at PAX? I looked at the numbers on just Twitch alone, on just Gearbox's channel alone. 215,000 people watching. That's not including people watching on the PAX channel of Twitch. That's not including people there in that arena, whatever they were in, that area was sold out wall-to-wall people standing in the back standing outside cheering because they're your hardcore crowd why wouldn't you show them gameplay if it's ready the only acceptable reason is that they knew they were having issues and they thought now's not the time yeah the the only reason if they pulled it from that conference and said we're doing it april 3rd we're doing it our way and it'll be good we're not relying on packs. We're just going to do it our way. That's fine. But say that. Now, the reason why they didn't say that is because obviously you don't want to piss off packs. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? You don't want to drag PAX's name through the mud because they can make life difficult for them if they ever want to go back to packs. They'll give you a crappy spot. They'll give you a crappy stage. They won't give you the main platform. I'm sure of it if you drag their name through the mud. But. That being said, it's a it's a very easy press release to say, hey, we love our partners at PAX. We experienced some issues. We didn't think that was the correct platform to display this kind of content. We're going to release it on the third. Thank you guys so much for being patient with us. And we appreciate being at PAX. We'll be back next year. Done. Yeah. Simple. Done. Tell me that that was the issue, because now I'm just kind of like it's the Fallout 76 moment where they 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 say something and then they scramble to satisfy. And I don't want to see that again. I don't want to see a company come out too early with something, which you and I agree. That's the case. Terrible. Frank and Frank would agree too if he's played, if he played Fallout 76, but he was smart and didn't actually buy it. <laughs> no, he was very smart. Yeah. I, th- I think, I think it's an easy fix for them. They just do an AMA and we're good to go. <laughs> yeah. Not Reddit. on eight chain. A Reddit AMA. <laughs> <laughs> Everything aside, though, Frank, you're still buying the game and you're still hyped. That's all that really matters. And and that's that Frank. Frank speaks for the hardcore Borderlands crowd. Frank is is that audience. Frank is everything that they spoke to there. They knew they could just show a sparkly three on the back of a shirt and Frank was going to wet his pants. That's all the that's all he needed. That's all he needed to see. That was it. They could have just did that. They didn't have to show a fucking trailer. Just a sparkly three. And Frank would have probably had a heart attack and died. Now, hey, wait, let me pose a question. Did it even matter then? No. What, what is the point? What is the point Honestly, of going on packs? It didn't matter. What is the point of having that huge stage show if you're not trying to pull people into the franchise? You could have just shadow dropped it and people would have bought it. Yeah, honestly, that trailer, well, I loved it. Was it for me? You could have given me Borderlands 3 coming soon and that would have been enough for me. Yeah, logo reveal. Logo reveal. That's a, it. A, All a, you a needed. Logo, a logo, I'm, I'm invested enough in Borderlands that a logo reveal would have done it for me. That's why I generally enjoy the trailer. Yeah. They could have had a guy come out as an Elvis impersonator, (laughs) do a dance, and then turn around and do his shimmy shake with the three on the back, and you would have marked out. Yeah. Yeah. I'm already already sold. They don't need to sell me any new features or anything like that. It's all shook up. It's it's Uh It's, it's, it's what what I want. (laughs) (laughs) You know what, though? All, All of that aside, I am still excited for the game. I really am. I played the Borderlands uh, games. I don't know if it was two. I think it was on Xbox. It was, I think it was 360. It was was 360 for sure. I played it on 360 on Xbox Live. Loved it. 
loved playing with my friends on it. The question was, how long did it last? And it probably lasted us probably about a month or two. Yeah. You know, which, it, which, which is still is a lot the, of good gameplay. It is, but that's the norm for looter shooters, which is why I'm not a fan of looter shooters. I don't typically play them because when I do, it's destiny all over for me. It's it's Anthem. I play them for maybe a couple weeks at a time and then I'm done and I never go back to them. So let me I, ask you I, this. I stuck, I stuck with it for over a year. Which one? Borderlands 2? Yeah. Yeah. If you break it down, what is the difference between an MMO and a looter shooter? I mean, it's really the same thing. It's just I think the looter shooter needs uh, new abilities as you level. Uh, yes, but MMOs have a lot more to do as well. There's, you know, there's side things you can do. There's a lot more quests in MMOs. There's more than just three classes. There's, you know, there's eight to however many different things you can choose to do. Um, locales, there's, you know, every zone you go to is different. There's so many different NPCs and races to interact with. And this is this is even just like baseline of the most stuff. We're not even talking like MMOs once they add expansions. You look at even just like vanilla Warcraft and how many how each zone was different and how they had, you know, eight different races to choose from and so many different classes to choose from. There's, you know, dungeons, there's raids, there's outdoor stuff, there's PvP. There's so many different things you do, whereas in looter shooters, yes, there's raids, there's raids in Destiny, but they're not like raids in Warcraft. They're just you go in, you're all shooting your guns, you're doing your thing and you're picking up loot. There's so, no incentive except to get loot. So basically, if Borderlands 3 decided that they were going to increase the amount of classes and release huge. more of the class abilities throughout the game, and then also have more customizability with like apparel and armor. Yeah, you'd be in. That'd be huge. That would that would be a big selling point right there. If they made the world a big world with more NPCs and more quests, you'd be in. Yes, that would be a major thing because that would be moving it more towards like an MMO style thing. It would be there would there would be more reason just to go in and shoot. And that's why I was so excited for Anthem at one point, because it was Bioware and Bioware is so good at making single player RPGs with different locations and different environments and different classes and different things to do. You look at Dragon Age and that is a great single player RPG. I wanted yeah. that style in Anthem and it just didn't happen. And that's what broke my heart about Anthem in that, in that it wasn't good because it wasn't Bioware. That wasn't Bioware. I still don't think that's Bioware. It, it is, but that's not your Bioware stuff that you're used to. Had it been, it could have been like that, like you're talking about with the hypotheticals for Borderlands 3. And if they did that, if Gearbox implements that kind of stuff, like, you know, they they let me go hardcore on like a, a, a like, you know, I love playing as mage type stuff or, you know, things where I can control elements and do different things. If they let me go that route and make different choices and and do that kind of stuff or you know, they, they only have the one range. If they give you multiple range stuff that you could do or multiple melee stuff that you can do, just it could be just the same three classes, but break it down into different subsects of those classes where you're able to choose different things or or Frank, like Destiny 2, where you start out with just the one thing and then you unlock the ability to to transform your class throughout the story and do different yeah, things have, and abilities. So it's so technically there's nine classes. Yeah, there's like sub jobs. You do something like that, which that got boring in Destiny 2, but they, it could have been implemented better. Like they didn't let you unlock them fast enough. I feel like in Destiny 2, you didn't have as much time to to mess around with them as, as I feel like you should have had. But you do something like that 
and I'm in. I'll buy the game and I'll play it with, and you know the four of us can do it and have some fun on the show. I think that'd be great. But for right now, okay. Borderlands Three is something that I'm just not interested in picking up unless unless it has some drastic changes. But they have like they have components to the game that are fun that you don't really find a whole lot in looter shooters. Like you know you can go in and customize your weapon. You know, so that's that's cool. It's you really can if you choose to play. You know, I I want to be a the very best. Like no one ever was. You, you can main fire. You can main electric. You, can, you know you can do those things. You can main shadow and water and grass and it's Pokemon. Steel. Borderlands is Pokemon, is what you're saying. <laughs> yes, Borderlands is Pokemon. Pokemon Sword and Shield this fall. Much more excited for that than I am Borderlands Three. Oh. Well, it's also that not a fair. Is... Compar- not a fair comparison to make because no, it's not a fair comparison at all. But still, <laughs> it's an RPG, and I like this. <laughs> uh, so we'll be waiting to see. We'll be waiting to see what happens with Borderlands Three. Obviously, like I said, we're going to find out more information on Wednesday. Um, maybe a lot of the things we talked about here will be disproven. Maybe we'll actually get some of our fears, like I said, diminished. Maybe there'll be more information to chat about in the future in relations to uh, Borderlands 3, because, you know, we're going to be keeping an eye on it here because if only because Frank is so hyped for it. I mean, it's going to be something that we're going to constantly be talking about. Oh, it's going to win the Thunderdome when it comes up. Don't you worry. Not a chance, man. Not a freaking chance. I'm sorry. I'm telling you right now, not a chance it wins that quarter unless that quarter has just Borderlands 3 releasing in it. (laughs) It will not be a number one. It probably won't even be a top 10 for me. So uh, there's no way that game actually comes out. Or I'm sorry, it comes out, of course, but there's no way the game. I need to stack your picks. (laughs) Play fair. Come on now. I'm just not hyped. I'm just just not hyped on Borderlands 3. But uh, you know what that music means, though. It's time to get hyped on something because it's time for a little kickstart my heart. And Frank, it's time. All right, let's start. You know what? Let's just throw $5,000 at him right now. Do you have your wallet ready, Frank? Because from Cyan, the studio that brought you Mist comes the next generation narrative adventure known as Firmament. Firmament is the next step in the evolution of Cyan, deeply rooted in the spirit of mist, riven, and abduction. Welcome to an all-new enigmatic narrative adventure. They have a little uh, story here. Do I want to read all that? No, I'm going to skip down. Uh, <laughs> Cyan revolutionized the adventure game genre with mist and riven. Uh, They think that uh, VR is an amazing technology for pushing storytelling forward for a new generation, but they said the VR market is still young and they want to explore its creative opportunities now. And they need your support, Frank. They need all the support you can give them. Firmament is a deeply immersive narrative adventure game for both VR and PC that stays true to the storytelling, artistic integrity, and inventive puzzles that Cyan holds dear. This is an entirely new property, the beginning of an exciting new Cyan universe delivered using Unreal Engine 4, one of the most powerful game development technologies available. Firmament is designed for and will be built from the ground up to take advantage of the VR sense of presence in a seamless interface, stunning and enigmatic locations with a certain callback to the steampunk roots of Mist, were conceived to allow for highly immersive and eclectic visuals for which the world-building artisans of, at Cyan are known for. But unlike previous games, you don't travel the world alone. You'll have a clockwork adjunct. Throughout this fantastic journey, you are accompanied by an ever-present adjunct, a helpful clockwork companion, which provides assistance along the journey. The adjunct doesn't speak, but it does understand you and your hand gestures. 
Through your interactions, both you and your adjunct evolve a vocabulary of gestures you learn together. What starts as rudimentary communication evolves into a complex symphony of actions. I love their wording on this. As you solve challenges together and begin to understand the epic nature of what lies ahead. Firmament will be designed for VR and built to play on PC as well. All backers will be able to play the game on both platforms and effortlessly switch between VR and PC to continue the progress of the game. Uh, there's campaign exclusive stuff here. They're going to talk their DLC stuff. But let's get to the music. Because Cyan's game is being composed by Russell Brower, known for Blizzard stuff such as World of Warcraft, Starcraft 2, Diablo 3, and Hearthstone. Oh, so freaking good. Frank, you in? Would you believe it when I say I'm not? It's because it's not for PlayStation what? VR, huh? It's because it's not for PlayStation VR. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm still gonna get it. If it comes, when, when it comes out in 2020, if, it, if it's the only option, I will get it for PC and play it that way, but I would really love to play this in PSVR. And and if you buy it on PC, and it is coming out in 2020, as they said, uh, they're, they're shooting for summer 2020, they're saying July, but it could change. You don't necessarily have to buy an Oculus or an HTC Vive to play this game. You can play it without VR. But yeah, so everything that they talked about there with the hand gestures and the symphony of actions that you're doing with your adjunct and, you know, learning, this, learning this communication, this this dialogue, this vocabulary that is unspoken between the two of you, learning how to do that and make the game change based on that is really, to me, one of the big selling points. And if you're unable to do that, I feel like the game wouldn't be as fun to play. So. I really do think this is going to there, there will be a PlayStation VR version of this game at some point. Now, scrolling through the campaign, I did look to see there are no stretch goals revealed at the current time. Um, so it doesn't and I, don't, I didn't read the entire thing, but just scanning quickly, I don't see anything about uh, things besides PC and then eventually Mac. I don't see anything for uh, for VR. I'm sorry for PlayStation no. VR. Um, I, I, I just don't see anything in terms of console. But then you think uh, Mist. Where'd you play Mist, Frank? You played it on PC. I had no option at the time. Yeah, true. But still, this is a developer that is rooted it's, in PC. I'm trust me. Uh, I'll still get the game, but I'm not going to pledge right away because like, I, I want to hold. I want to hold out as long as possible to see if I, see if I can get a PSVR. Uh, but, but don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm super hyped. I hope they make their $1.3 million roll. Yes, this is a massive Kickstarter campaign. This is one of the bigger ones we've ever featured on uh, on, on Kickstart My Heart. They are looking for $1.285 million US dollars. They're currently sitting at 470000 with 5,718 backers and 27 days to go. So uh, this is a massive campaign. I do think they're going to make it. 27 days to go. Oh, They've yeah. already raised almost $500,000. They're going to crush their goal. So we'll have to see. Uh, I, I'm going to play this game. I'll play it in non-VR. I'll, I'll be playing it on PC, obviously. This is the only, thing, the only place it's coming out right now. But I'll be playing it non-VR because I don't have an Oculus or an HTC Vive. But I still think this game looks super cool. I'm excited for this. It's cool. I, I like the little uh, the adjunct, the, uh, the little ghost from Destiny guy who follows you around. It's pretty yeah. cool. Sean, were you missed guy at all or no? You know what? I played it long time ago. And, and I honestly, I don't think I was mature enough to understand and appreciate it. It, I think when that game came out, we were young enough to where it, if you didn't if you didn't understand what was happening in the game, it wasn't engaging and you, you didn't really like it. 
and that's where I was. Um, Firmament looks good, but I am skeptical because for me, these types of games have run their course. Now, I, I know that's not the the fan view, and I'm sorry about that, but I just honestly, it, it looks engaging, but I don't know how engaging. That's, I'd like to see more on it. Maybe it's too early for me. How about that? Okay. So for right now, for Firmament on Kickstarter Heart this week, we are we are sitting in the camp of wait and see for right now. Uh, Sean, just because you're not convinced, and Frank, oh, I'm going to play it anyway. That doesn't matter. But Frank, just oh, because you're waiting Frank, for Frank, Frank, Frank will play. Yeah, but you're going to wait as long as possible because you want to try to play it in PlayStation VR. I would yeah, I would love to do the actual interactions that should be done in this game. Yeah. OK, sounds good. Uh, I do think that is going to bring us to the close of the show this week. Unless either of you have anything else you'd like to discuss before you get on out of here. Closing comments from either of you. I think I've said it all. You know, honestly, we would really love to get some interaction from our fans on whatever platform you're listening on. And, and, and I know that Brian always says the pitch at the end of the show. And But I think that we could really use some some input from our community. And I know we have a, a big community. Preach. It would be really it would be really fun to see some ideas from you guys on some things, maybe some comments on some things that we didn't talk about on the topics. It, it would be really great because we love hearing from you guys and we'd love to get some more community input. Yeah, you can reach out on social media. You can reach out through email. Uh, the old email address still works. Max level at leveldowngames.com. You can email the show that way. Um, you can, like I said, reach out on social media, leave comments on Podbean. You know, you can leave comments or you can leave comments on our website, leveldowngames.com, whatever you want to do. You are more than welcome to do that. And uh, we will obviously read everything you send in and really, you know, dissect it, figure things out. It'll be fun. We want to be the voice of the people. The voice of the voiceless CM Punk. That's right. Or Rikishi. I did it for the people. <laughs> I did it for the rock. <laughs> that is going to do it for this week, though. We want to thank you for sticking with us and listening to another episode of Max Level made possible by leveldowngames.com. And thanks again to Dance with the Dead for all the awesome music. Also, shout out once again to OPC for sponsoring both the episode and Level Down Games, and check them out officially at opc.com. Regardless Whoa. of the podcast service you're listening through, be sure to share your support by leaving a rating and a review, especially if you're listening through Apple Podcasts. We'd also be grateful if you could drop on over to our YouTube channel, that's youtube.com forward slash Level Down Games, and subscribe there. And if you haven't already, while you're at it, hit up twitch.tv slash Level Down Games and click that follow button. We're not live often. Uh, usually when we go live, it's on uh, YouTube gaming or just YouTube in general. But if you want to follow someone that is live often on Twitch, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays, usually three times a week, uh, our other cohort here at Max Level Level Dog Games, Kyle, you can find him at twitch.tv forward slash Bruce underscore deduce. That's B-R-U-C-E underscore D-E-D-E-U-C-E and uh, and follow him there. Uh, stalking us on social media is perfectly acceptable. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook will be the place to do so. Check the description box for the appropriate links. Until next week, keep gaining experience until you reach. Max! Max! Level! Level! Days gone, you're not a one. Days gone, I'm sorry. You're not a one. Yeah.